Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? (laughs) I might sleep here tonight. It's a California king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All I have to say is, hey, McDonald's. How you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to The Session. A lot to do today, a lot planned. A very strange vibe in the studio today. (laughs) Tasty's bitching about everything. (laughs) Everything. Never heard Tasty like this before. <laughs> don't even get me started on everything, uh, man. Comes in here, I say, hi, Tasty. Uh, don't get me started on Tasty. You guys aren't letting me sleep. And hi, that's another thing. Keep me out all night. No, this is seemingly simple things. And uh, he, was even, he was even getting down on Shat. Well. I mean, Shat brought home a, a full keg of beer from Triple Rock. What does Tasty say? You only got one. <laughs> you couldn't, uh, you're going to have to go brew more. You get more kegs in here. <laughs> Times are tough. Man, tasty. Uh-huh. You all right, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Like I say, I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you go over there and punch Schumann in the balls? Kind of get it out now. Yeah. That's another weird thing going on around here. So Schumann was given this uh, bonsai tree for, uh, for his dad's death. Know, I guess for, he, for dad death day. For yeah, for dad death day. He's got a, a bonsai tree. I guess it's supposed to, I don't know. Hey, John Palmer gave Apparently it's supposed to insult you like his dad used to do. <laughs> so he likes his tree a lot, you know. Yeah. He's out there talking to it all the time. And uh, When are you coming home, tree? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have another show. Never going to finish teaching me to play guitar, Tree. <laughs> Shit like that. So he's always out there, like, singing its songs and petting it, <laughs> trims it, you know? My wings have a dove. So we come home the other night, uh, I think it was Thursday night, and uh, she was all drunk and emotional. Uh-oh. It's all emo. He wants to go out and hang out with his tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't find it. Can't find his tree. Comes in here. Comes into me. Have you seen, have you seen my tree, man? Have you seen my bonsai tree? <laughs> what, you, what the hell could have happened to it? It doesn't walk. So Just like his dad. doesn't go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough, the, the, the tree is nowhere to be found. So it's like his dad. I go just like his dad. So I go out there looking around, and I discover that the tree has been planted. Somebody planted the tree. It used to sit on our little picnic table out in the backyard there, and now it's been planted. So I assume my mother is kind of nutty, and she's been planting everything, like everything. Planted my dad. She just plants stuff all over the place. So I figure, all right, maybe she thought she'd yeah. do Schumann a favor and plant this tree i call her and she's she didn't plant the tree she proceeds to tell me she would never do that she knows what the tree means to schumann how dare you i would never (laughs) do that and she knows that you can't take a bonsai tree and just put it in regular dirt it needs bonsai dirt special dirt japanese dirt so so she didn't do it so i assume all right well so maybe chad knocked it off the table he broke it he planted it he doesn't know better call chad chad doesn't know what i'm talking about Chad calls one of his crazy bitches, because we're like, all right, no one else has been here. Who the hell else? Crazy bitch didn't do it. Maybe I should call the other one. Call the other one. Yeah, you only called one, right? Just one. It's funny, he has several. (laughs) So, to make the long story short, nobody knows what the hell happened to this tree and how it got planted. But the pot is nowhere to be found. Nobody who's been to the house or lives at the house or is around the house touched the tree. It just somehow ended up planted. (laughs) So there's a lot of weird stuff going around here. Tasty's angry, which is just weird. And Schumann's tree He's planted pissed, itself. Man. Schumann thinks Schumann's a little crazy lately, also, and he thinks that his dad is effing with him and planted the tree. He thinks his dead dad came up from hell and planted his tree. <laughs> Maybe uh, Schumann blacked out and did it himself. That's what I thought. I thought of that. Why does he have to be blacked out? <laughs> just <laughs> so it's really not nice. I don't know, man. Just weird stuff happens. That's right weird, now. man. Yeah. That's like uh, the door closing when there's no one around. Let's call taps. Isn't and it weird? The ghost I mean, hunters. Either somebody's lying or just <laughs> something weird's happening at the rap pad. And why would you lie about that? Oh, yeah, right. I did it. Sorry. Right. Um, I you mean, wouldn't. I don't think it's, you know, yeah, it's uh, sentimental value, but, you know, come on. Why? I mean, if you. Why if you, keep up the charade? If you broke it and threw it away, then you might lie, <laughs> right? Because that's a dick thing to do. But you were trying to save it if you plant, like, whoever did it, yeah. whatever happened to it. You, you know, but I don't. I don't know what happened to this tree. Nobody knows. I don't know what happened to Tasty, and I don't know what happened to this tree. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah, Schumann was all on fire too. Did you fuck with my tree? I uh, dude. I don't. What are you talking about, man? He's very upset. Everyone who came to the door, you, they was getting the third Did degree. It- is it still in the ground? Did it get, it's still in the ground. Did it get dug back up and put back? Oh, wait. He's the, he's well, gone. I told him. I the, said, the you know, you got to go get a new pot. And the pot's re- gone, too. The pot's gone. 
and there's no sign of dirt on the ground, like where it fell onto oh. the patio. Nothing. It self-planted itself. It, yeah, there's no <laughs> footsteps of the tree walking from the table to the place that it was planted. Here's the pot right here. It's the B and Raffle Man. It's the new... <laughs> Mom planted be- it to make the B and Raffle Man. <laughs> yeah. We do have a, a, a more beer donation uh, giveaway tonight. Kind of looks like she went to Nice. Raffling off yeah. the uh, Jamil-style immersion chiller. Tasty's a big fan of that. Yeah, that's a great piece. Tasty, of he, he uses two of them at the same time. Yeah, that's how, that's how much he likes. Yeah. 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 So if you donated five bucks or any increment thereof, you got names in the hat. Or if you're a recurring donator, you're already in there too. So thank you to all of you who do that. Uh, we'll find out who our winner is a little later in today's program. Uh, today's show is the uh, Growing Hops show. We've done these before, but we got a, a, a great guest with us today. We're going to be speaking to uh, Allie Ham, who's a CSU uh, grad student. She's running a, I think it's an organic hop program, right? Yep, yeah, organic Cops. She's doing it there in Colorado uh, for CSU, and uh, it's all funded by uh, the New Belgium Brewing Company. So we're going to talk to Allie about her project, and we're also going to be speaking to Katie Wallace, who's from New Belgium. She's the uh, sustainability specialist at New Belgium, a job that uh, JP had applied for, but for some reason... Oh, I, he can't sustain. Because I had showered that day. That's why they didn't give it to me. <laughs> is that what it is? Poor Katie's going to have to deal with JP's <laughs> snide comments JP, all day. Your beard looks very... Did you? Would you maintained? I don't know. Maintained? Oh, I didn't even. I I try not to look at you when you come in here. I woke up one morning and it was gone. uh, You look less like a terrorist. Why did you trim that? Look is weird. Um, Because I I was threatening to throw up on him across the table. I see that you left the the awful mustache. Yeah, the mustache. (laughs) Well, I was kind of looking at it, and like some hairs were longer than others, and it was kind of looking weird. That's what I liked about it. So I was going to trim the sides down just a little bit, you know. So I'm kind of doing one side, like okay, and I was going to leave the chin part alone, Uh and then. I don't know, I was talking to my cat or something like that. And <laughs> on the other side, I kind of just went too close. And, yeah. went, and this tuft, literally this tuft of hair goes nice. right in front of me and falls in the sink. And it was just all lopsided, so I said, F it, and I just took it off. You do look a lot more respectable, but I don't like that look for you. Yeah. Well, you were keeping me down, I think. What was happening? <laughs> Just holding you down. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. really didn't even See, notice. Now I know how Terrence feels whenever he's around you. Yeah. You know, it's like having an extra light in the room. Speaking of Terrence the Black, <laughs> um, uh, we were out last night. Uh, me, Shat, and Tasty. For uh, we went to um, a friend's two birthday parties. A friend's birthday party at Linden Street, and then we went to Jay Brooks' birthday party at the Tornado. I did a blog with some video posts about that from the Tornado. But uh, while we were out, someone comes up to me, Terrence and says, come on, that Terrence the Black story with the weed isn't true. You got, It was a bit, right? And I'm going, man, you give us way too much credit. You could not invent a story like that. But he, he didn't believe that, uh, that, that, that your weed story was really uh, was a real story. I thought we made it up. And I'm just like, no, man. I'm telling you. Right down to the part where Terrence is like, uh, no, officer, I, I was playing Neil Diamond, and the next thing I knew, I was uh, sitting next to weed. All of it was true. <laughs> and I uh, uh, thought that was funny, though, that they thought we made it. I'm like, you give us way too much credit, man. Yeah, not that good. I was on my way to my tennis lesson, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Neil I, Diamond was going, and I just didn't understand. No, officer. Well, I had just gotten done with badminton practice, <laughs> and I went back to my office, and there it was. Hops. Hops, sitting on my desk. I uh, I just got back from planting my friend's bonsai tree. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't make that stuff up. 
All right. What else we got happening today? Don't forget that next week there's no show. I'm going to the Kona Beer Festival, which is exciting for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me. For me. Uh, now I've been wanting to go to this festival for a couple of years. It's a big beer festival on the big island there, and uh, a lot of our West Coast breweries go to it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to bring you guys back lots of uh, footage and interviews, some video. I'll be blogging the whole week on the BN Army blog. You can check it out. Try to bring as much home to you as I can. Uh, but we don't get back until Monday morning, so there'll be no show. So, Doc, you've got next Sunday off. Nice. You can go and score some points with the old lady. Good. You know, I don't know what, how you do that. Bring her... Play darts or something. Bring her something Jewish. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Straight at all. He's tried it. It never works. Oh, no, it Some doesn't. Does. Yeah. I, I told her last time we were off about a couple of days ahead. Yeah, you could have given me more notice. <laughs> okay, it's still just, it's just not good enough. Just so, show her. Just show her the deposit slip from your paycheck. She'll, she's the one that deposits it. <laughs> to get her a I don't think you'd, you'd think that would be enough. Get it, now she's like, well, yeah. if you're going to tell me just a week in advance, you might as well go do something else. <laughs> it's not quite that way. <laughs> So you'll have a whole list of chores I'm sure you'll have to do next Sunday since there's no show. Yeah, there'll be something. There. Doc hates it when there's no show. Damn it. You should see the look on his face when we tell him. So next week's an off week. Oh. Oh. Great. I, have to, uh, I guess I better go and fix that bridge. Been, <laughs> something. I've been building. That I've been burning for the last 20 years. <laughs> Not that bridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and Schumann ever finish that bridge you were building that double decker golden gate that's going on your pro- on your property uh no 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 i broke my foot so oh. <laughs> oh there's that so yeah that didn't happen yeah but that's better now though we'll sit back uh but then the rains came and you know <laughs> other projects first the earth cooled <laughs> then the uh, barn blew over. okay so, yeah, we're going to do that raffle tonight. We have these raffles going on every month now. So if oh. you sign up as a recurring member, don't forget, you're automatically in. Even if you sign up for only 2 bucks, sometimes tickets are, are as much as 10 any, bucks. Even in the days we're not here? Uh, well, we just do one a month, and it's always, it always lasts for one week. So What if we're not here? Uh, for a whole month? <laughs> no, it's on that week we're not here. <laughs> then we don't have the raffle that week. Oh. Yeah. How, I don't know what our next... Work? i got to figure out what our next raffle is. <laughs> how do you we figure something else? Like, how do you figure that out? I just decide. I just think about what people want, and then I go to more beer, and I say, people want that. <laughs> I say Cobra Taps with that new flexible tubing. That stuff's the bomb. Yeah? That new flex tubing that's replacing that uh, the bomb? silicone. Really? It's, it's great. It's the bomb. 1996 called. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's the bomb. There's a girl who's wearing an 80s dress. What's this people thing there? Whatever. <laughs> I bought this like two days ago. Are you expecting? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Had to do it. Sorry. I, I hope you guys that. have a nice night. I think you, I think, <laughs> I think you look lovely, Bebo. Yeah. Where did you get the dress? At Ross? <laughs> I, I hit the nail on the head, didn't I? It's plenty. You're not to say no. goodwill. Marshalls? You didn't? No. No. Where? Well, I'm not telling you. You guys can all suck it. <laughs> Lady bum on the street corner. Oh. Pulling up my dress. Belinda Carlisle. We would all, the conversation would be going entirely different if you weren't wearing the shirt underneath the dress. Then we'd all be saying positive things. Yes. But uh, it's that whole... Little cover up thing you're doing this week. That's what everybody's angry about. Even Tasty's angry. Yeah. That's what set him off. That's what set him off. Another thing. He comes (laughs) in. Another thing. Hey, how about those titties? (laughs) By the way, where's my cleavage? (laughs) Part of Tasty's contract. It's in his rider. It's part of his cock track, too. 
Okay. Uh, what else do I need to announce? AHA memberships available through the store. Help uh, us help you. It, uh, we get a little cut of your membership, plus you get a great magazine and discounts all over the place. Uh, BN shirts, hoodies, hats, all in the store. Got some uh, new stuff coming in next week, so if, there, if your size isn't there, it'll be here, I think, in a week. Uh, don't forget to sign up for our Twitter account. It's twitter.com slash brewing network. Given a lot of updates lately on there, and it's the way to find out about things first. I shot a little video, some live streaming video of Shat's Brew Day yesterday. And the only way you would have found out about that is if you were uh, on our Twitter. It sent a message out. You can go watch it right there. Shat was just getting ready to knock out. And, uh, <laughs> play by play. <laughs> you had my process down. Yeah, I did. I was like, did you just finish mashing? He's like, ah, the boil's done, dude. <laughs> the chiller's all in there. I still didn't realize he was... No, yeah. Should have woke up earlier. Yeah. That would have been a waste of time. So, uh, yeah. Find out about things like that by signing at twitter.com slash brewing network. And, of course, you can go to our Facebook. 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 Do that, and you get all sorts of albums. Chat put up like 10 new uh, picture albums on there um, in the last week or so. So there's all sorts of photos, and you can connect with other people on Facebook. Bevo's on there. Someone asked for your picture this week. I saw they were posting. Is there any pictures of Bevo here? I think that's the main reason people sign up for uh, the pages of ours that have pictures, just to find out if there's any Bevo shots, (laughs) any beef cams. Hopefully I'm not wearing this dress. Yeah, hopefully. Well, we'll talk about that later. Let's take a picture of that and send it to him. He'll be so disappointed he'll (laughs) he'll unsubscribe. Sorry I asked. Poor Bevo. (laughs) You're such an asshole. I hate you. Uh, all right, I think that's it for me. Shat, this is working. What's happening with you? Uh, well, we've got a big uh, competition coming up: World Cup Ooh. of Beer on the fourteenth. The beers are due, so that's next Saturday. Uh, you can mail those into Oak Barrel in Berkeley. Go to WorldCupOfBeer dot com, and this is also an MCAP qualifier. Uh, so that's a big competition that um, this will qualify you for if you win a gold. And uh, definitely get those beers in. There's great judging, and uh, they give you a lot of good feedback. And uh, we'll be there hanging out on the uh, fourth. The fourth. Have the actual, all of you uh, entered that, Doc? Are you in the World Cup this year? Did you throw beers into that one? Not yet. No. Tasty. Oh, yeah, Until yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three or four. JP, yeah. are you going to enter this one? Um, I don't think I have anything worth entering this year. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, you do get good feedback. Great judges there, like Shat had mentioned. So uh, if you're looking for a good competition to go to, it's the World Cup. Good party. It's on the 4th of uh, April, too. That's the That's Trumer. That's Trumer. Um, yeah, they'll have beer. Um, you know, they, they do all the judging in the morning. Uh, tons of great prizes, too. So definitely be there for that one. There'll be chairs and tables. <laughs> stuff like that. Bunch uh, of dudes. A couple rallies coming up on the 21st. Um, Stone, they're having a rally, AHA rally down there in Escondido. Check that out. And also at Upland Brewing in uh, Indiana, Bloomington. Uh, Moon River's going to be on the show coming up this later in the month on the 22nd. That should be really cool. Those guys, they're a lot of fun. And uh, homebrew comp uh, entries are also due for the NHC. That's uh, The last day for that is April 8th. They're starting to take those entries on the 25th at uh, certain regions. Is that how it works, Tasty? Or certain regions have to get them in, or it's all open between 25th and the 4th, yeah, or the 8th. It's the so, same dates for everybody. Okay, right. cool. All regions. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay. Thank you, Shat. The always prepared Chad. I'm getting word from Bebo that uh, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck of the Brewing Network is in the lead for Home Brewer of the Year. No, not him. Oh. The link I sent you <laughs> oh. from him. He's telling us that it's a BNR, or it's a, it says the Brewing Network, and it's some guy. I don't know. Just text out of there. Let's see who. Man, you were so excited to announce that. I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He'll get excited again. Jump the gun. No, it's my beer, too. Scott 
Offslogger <laughs> of Upstate New York Homebrewers Association um, is being, he's the reigning New York State homebrewer of, well, that's last year's, it's saying. I don't see a list of who this year's is. Don't send me incomplete links. Tell Boo Boo Kitty Fuck to do his research before he sends you things. Oh, that. he said it is him. Uh-oh. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> Well, then congratulations wow. to Boo Boo yeah. for being uh, the... For doing something, I don't yes. know, for confusing everybody. For confusing Bevo thoroughly. No, it says Tom and Jake Octuk, Octuquay, I don't know how to say that, the Brewing Network. I don't okay. know why you weren't able to get that. I don't know either. Click on the link. Hmm. You should work on that. I did click on the link, though. Well, Tom and Jake Oak, I uh, think it is, of the Brewing Network. Uh, there you go. In the in nice. the lead for New York State Homebrew uh, work, yeah. of the Year. Good Very nice. That. Very nice. All right. Uh, Civil Union. I do believe I've got a little bit of feedback here. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Don't forget that you send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And uh, people are still confused about whether or not they can ask us questions uh, in the feedback. And you certainly can. That's the main reason it's here is to, if you've got you know something in your brew process, it's the only part of the show where you can just ask random off-topic things uh, about how your brewing is going. So send that all to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, here's a little uh, thanks we got from a person named Chase. He said, I just want to say thanks uh, to you guys and all that you do. I'm a longtime listener of the show and have found it very inspiring over the past few years as I've worked to open my own brewery in Oklahoma City. I'm a home brewer turned pro. As of today, my beer is up for sale in Oklahoma, and it's a dream come true. Wow, that's oh, great. Yeah, congratulations. Wow. Says the topic, guests, and your ability to keep it real... We do that, I guess. Has been awesome. I'll be looking for you guys this year at the GABF as I attend as a producer, not a consumer. Um, it can be really easy to joke about beer in Oklahoma, but to see the bar float a keg of my 10% ABV Belgian Strong is proof that people want better beer all over the country. Keep up the good work. That's from Chase. He is of uh, Co-op Ale Works, or Coop Ale Works. I don't know how he wants that pronounced. Um, congratulations, brother. Well, it's nice they let them let him make a 10% Nice Belgian beer. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma, I guess there's a letter rip. like that. Here we go. Hey, guys, and Bevo, I've tried brewing. Uh, I tried brewing about two years ago with no luck. Since then, I've been listening to your show, and I want to try again. Could you recommend a good book for a beginner like me that is starting from scratch? And uh, he also asked, hey, Juicy, what kind of dog hair do you recommend I add <laughs> to my beer? I have a boxer. Will that work? That'll work fine. Okay. Yeah. Boxer Not hair too much. Just a little. Uh, Doc, a book recommendation for a guy who wants to start from scratch? Uh, How to Brew by John Palmer. Yeah. I think that's everybody's recommendation. Right? Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> Yeah, you can get a signed copy of How to Brew by John Palmer through the Brewing Network store, uh, but you can get a regular copy from anywhere, and it is the best, uh, JP, you agree, the best uh, resource to start? Oh, yeah, very, very definitely. It's A to Z, and it'll, he gives you the very uh, simple instructions, uh, but if you want to be more comprehensive and dive right in, you, he'll also give you the scientific explanation for every part of the process. So, How to Brew by John Palmer. Get the latest edition, and uh, it's it's all you need to brew. You won't need to buy another book uh, until you're ready to buy Jamil's recipe book or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, the next one. Yeah. But it'll keep you going for a while. I mean, literally, you could brew uh, for a year or two with How to Brew before you got in anything else, so check that out. All right, here you go. Question for Doc. Doc, I know you probably heard this question many times. Uh, In fact, I've even heard it on the BN a few times. But the difference between my issue and the others uh, I've heard is that I actually took gravity numbers. (laughs) So here he goes. 
I have a strong Scotch Ale. 12 days ago, starting gravity, 10.95. I checked it yesterday, and it's at 10.42, with activity almost non-existent. This is the first big beer I've ever brewed. I followed Jamil's yeast pitching rate calculator to determine that I needed three vials of White Lab's Edinburgh Ale yeast since I brewed on a whim without the time to make a starter. Uh, there was significant fermentation activity for three days, but lagged, um, but lagged to start for 48 hours. If I was to take two more vials and make a large starter and pour it in at High Krausen, would it do me any good? Is it okay to transfer it off the flocculated yeast, reoxygenate, and pitch another starter? Uh, okay. Let me think about all that. Well, the first part when he said it uh, didn't start anything for 48 hours, I wouldn't worry about that because yeah. you dump the yeast into that much sugar. Uh, <laughs> they know it, and they have to replicate enough of them to to get enough yeast to get going. So that can take a little while. Uh, the fact that it's starting to wane, that's... That's uh, that can happen too. Just because it's not really bubbling, bubbling doesn't mean there's nothing happening. But but if it that high of a gravity still, I get a little concerned about it. Um, all all malt beers are tough too. Uh, I I had emailed him already too about it, uh, and it wasn't all grain. It wasn't extract. Extract uh, you're kind of a crapshoot sometimes because it might be very not very fermentable stuff. And but uh, that's still pretty high terminal gravity. Okay. Uh, it, I wouldn't rack it. I would leave all the yeast that's in there. I would pitch a big, healthy starter again, and, and I would even oxygenate it just because uh, it's either that or dump it. Yeah, that's so what I, he's asking. He wants yeah. to save it. So. I, I would risk um, uh, the cardboard flavors by oxygenating it at a later time rather than just drinking a real sweet beer that's not going to do it right. anything. Well, there's a lot of fermentation left in this beer, so yeah. it might even eat that up, that oxygen up, and not have. That. It probably will. They'll probably just eat the oxygen first, and uh, I would pitch another big, healthy starter yeah, in there. Healthy. Oxygenate st- at the same time, stir all the other yeast up in there, and uh, I go for that. Okay, uh, he might be able to pull it off. It's not going to be you know a ten fifteen beer or anything, but. Uh, Get it down in the low 20s, maybe. Did you mention he may want to raise the temperature a little bit just to kind of wake things up, or is it already pretty high? Um, he said it was, I remember he said it was fairly steady. If it wasn't steady, it was. It should be. If you're going up and down with the yeah, temperature, yeah. Uh, that can make them stall. Right. Even even a few degrees, yeah. five degrees yeah. up and down, right. they don't like that, so that, that can make them stall. So as we've said a lot around here, uh, fermentation temperatures key and, and a steady state is unless you want to purposely yeah. make it ramp up but then down. up usually never back down that you're right install it yeah so i to try to save that one yeah i would pitch another big healthy yeah. yeast browse it with some oxygen get everything churned up in there and hope for the best okay all right here's another question fellas i need help to figure out an oxidation problem got my first off flavor on my last batch says the only two things i can think of that i did differently are that I dry hopped, um, which is not new, but this time I gently rolled the carboy once a day for about a week to make the hops settle to the bottom. I thought I heard Tasty suggest this on a recent show. The carboy was a little too full up, and when I first swirled it, the yeast must have roused and I got some new fermentation. Krausen pushed up through the rubber stopper and airlock. There was fluid in the airlock the entire time, though, uh, but I wonder if air got back in. It was in secondary 
for 22 days. I, I wouldn't worry about it at all because there's a blanket of CO2 over it that is heavier than air. Okay. So you're swirling around or splashing it around. There's still CO2 in the yeah. carboy. It's not good. The air's not going to get to it. All right. That's why when I rack to something else, I always fill the carboy, fill the corny with CO2 first. It'll sit down in there and then rack on top. You can splash all you want. It's not. It's only going to be splashing around in CO2. It'll be fine. All right. So his, uh, the second part he said was different then. is uh, This is my first partial mash. I mashed with about three quarts of water for one and a half pounds of malt, then poured the mash through a colander and into the kettle. I did this twice to include a sparge. Uh, would that little liquid falling through the air have caused hot side aeration? Uh, you won't see, hot side aeration. You're going to see later and later on down the road too. Yeah. Um, he could be tasting oversparged uh, tannins, hmm. possibly, and mistaking that for off you know off flavored cardboard kind of kind of flavors. You can get more of an astringent kind of thing. So if he oversparged his mini mash, being this new, uh, he could get some some grainy. Tanny husky things going on. How do you over sparge? What would that too, be? Too much water running through the grains. Mm. You just it uh, just strips too much of it out of there. Okay, so just did it for too long. You should have stopped sooner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, too too much possible there. Okay, and then P.S. Tell J.P. to shave that shit off his face. He looks like Castro for Christ's sakes, which I guess uh, you've already done. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, eat eat it. Yeah. Eat it hard. Eat something. Like that. I almost kept him and put him in a bag and bring him to the show. Oh, that would have been all. We could have raffled those off next month. I don't know what we're going to be raffling yet. So I thought about it, but it's too late. We also could have filmed it, JP. Uh, that would have been good. You're not really thinking. Hey, uh, a couple weeks ago, I did leave you a message about that. Saying oh. I would definitely do it on the air. Actually, on the air. two, three months ago, we talked about it, too. But I didn't want you to do it, as I think the thing. Well, then... I mean, I you don't like. Out, I don't know? like that you guys are all starting to assume that your life belongs to you again. <laughs> your life belongs to the BN, and when you yeah. do, when oh, you make, I'm fully aware of that. Drastic changes. Yeah. You need to, uh, you know, get it on the air or on video somehow. Like yeah. these things are important. You know, yeah. take Shaft for example. Yeah, he stopped inviting crazy bitch over because he's tired of having to talk about it. I doubt that very highly. I just True. Got, I just got a text message from my friends that are visiting in town. Mm-hmm. Phone should be off. Don't he it. says, uh, <laughs> "I told him he can text." He said, "But oh. he says uh, we're listening here well, in San Francisco." He says, "Can't you just get some yeast from your girl?" Oh, and I go, well, yeah, you can, but that's called a clambic. Yeah, and it's, it never yeah. tastes good either. Yeah. Oh, there was some uh, brewer lady that was uh, making her own yeast and, bre- and brewing right? with it. Yeah, went out of business. I don't know. <laughs> I did have a last bit of feedback. I didn't, uh, for some reason, I didn't print it out, but I remember what it was, and it was about Bevo Brewing. And basically, the uh, listener was suggesting that uh, here you are wanting to brew. He says that your husband apparently is a douche and is either drunk or passed out most of the time, so it could be a nice outlet for you. I don't complain about that, to actually. Be to <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he thought, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that we're not showing you how to brew. Uh, any comments on that, Bevo? Yes, you do have comments. You could use the microphone. Oh, no. Oh. I thought you said anti comments on oh, that. Oh, any it? comments on that. Um, on, 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 on I whether. think I've already said that, that I hate you guys. So, I mean, I think we're... That's just tonight. We're good today. <clears throat> I think, you know, Shat was just brewing yesterday, as a matter of fact. And did it cross your mind, Shat, to invite Bevo for her long-awaited brew day? I mentioned something last week. He did. I oh. think she's uh, fed up with me. <laughs> now, you've, now you're done. I have a life. You're done with the whole thing. The world doesn't revolve around Chad. 
I see. It's true. It almost does, though. Kind yeah. of the same size. <laughs> Chad is the size exactly. of the world. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the sun. Bitch. He does have a lot the of world gravity. revolves around him. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure we'll, right. we'll do it eventually. I said do it. Um, but but now you're not that interested anymore. Not today. I'll wait till the summer. I like to be right. warm when I do it. Or well, he doesn't wear pants in the summer, so... It's okay. I won't wear a shirt. All right. Oh, you okay. perfect. You guys will match. Just bounce that day. July is good for me. <laughs> to make a nice brew day out of that for everybody. You know, it feels like the summertime Twitter is here. This. Why don't you guys, you know. <laughs> it's a nice day outside now. Yeah. All right. Cheer up, Bevo. Or I'll just wear this dress. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Then you'll great. scare the yeast away. It's a good brewery dress. All right. We got a lot to do today. <laughs> Tasty, are, are you going to be ready for this, this show we got? I am absolutely ready, man. I hate right. microphones. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you something else. This microphone sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, I hate my ears right now. Don't don't get me started on hearing things or giving advice. Man. Going to grow your own hops this year, Tasty? Uh, don't even get me started yes, on the years. Yes. I'm going to try it one more time. I hate years. All right. It didn't work out for you? Never does. Yeah, mine, yeah, mine brown grew, thumb. but I didn't get too many yeah, of them, the and then thumb, I yeah. never harvested them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mine are great. Mine already come back up. Th- they're just yeah. ornamental yeah. for you? Yeah. We're getting more uh, more rhizomes at the end of March. Oh, oh yeah? March? We have a okay. pre-sale of more beer now. What plug, kind you plug, got? Plug, plug. What kind you I don't got? know. There's like 11 different varieties wow, we're getting. Selection. And you can buy um, them right now on pre-sale? You can buy them right now on pre-sale. Mm-hmm. Where uh, do you get your rhizomes uh, from? Hop Union. Oh, okay. From Ralph. Yeah. Old Ralphie. Ralph's Roots. Ralphie May. Ralph's Roots. And um, so I have, what, Centennial and Chinook, and I'm going to, think, get two more, and I don't know which ones to really get. Oh, so you're going to do? No. You? I'm it's sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to talk about myself. I apologize. Oh. Yeah. Nobody's listening anyway. I know. Ugh. Trust me, Doc. You don't you do I'm still trying to come to terms with that, but <laughs> it's, it's hard to do. Chad, are you going to grow hops this year? I think I'm going to try. Okay. Hopefully get some points. Try, try to grow a beard, too. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. See, see about that. All right. Well, that's I'll be the only one in the room today. without one. No, seriously, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. This warm weather makes me want to get out there and grow. We're going to be talking to Allie Ham, who's a CSU grad student running a project for New Belgium out of CSU out there, uh, growing organic hops. So we're going to talk to her about that, and she's going to teach us how to grow hops also. Oh. There's a lot to it. So stick around, 888-401-BEER, or join Bevo in the chat room. You can ask questions. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. 
Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and homebrew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a post-it IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of that extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Not the dog. <laughs> Walker strikes again, or is it JP? Uh, I think JP's just taking advantage of Walker. Stinking you out of the studio over there. Look, I'm oh my just gosh, enjoying my beer. My eyes are like tearing. Up. Oh. Not like it was warm. I could feel the heat in my nostrils. Oh, oh, JP, oh. what the heck, man? Oh my God, I had curry last night. Oh. Gary Glass is on the line with us. On that note, Gary, what's happening, my brother? Oh, glad to be on with you, uh, and happy to talk about uh, some of the some of the legalization things that we've got going on this year. Yeah, we got to cover that. I posted on our site about uh, Utah and uh, that recent legislation passing. What's that all about? Uh, well, you know, it's been a been a, about a two year effort to get this to happen, but uh, you know, pretty phenomenal. Uh, it's been ten years since any any state has legalized homebrewing. Oh, um, well, so, I know that. So we're we're super excited about it and. Uh, uh, it, it passed uh, the House finally uh, back on February 26th, uh, which was the, basically the last hurdle it had to go through. 
um, on the legislative side, and so now it's kind of waiting in uh, in this thing called the Legislative Research and General Counsel. Um, basically, they're just kind of formatting the bill before they send it on to the governor, um, and then uh, get the governor's signature, and it goes into effect May twelfth. So, what does it really mean that now they're allowed to homebrew, whereas they weren't before, or what is the exact uh, legally? Yeah, what's the deal? Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Essentially, it, it, it makes uh, it makes it legal to, to homebrew. Um, but the way that uh, most states' uh, alcohol regulations work is uh, they're they're geared towards um, they're geared towards commercially produced beer, uh, and they have regulations regarding you know what kind of licenses and permits and uh, taxes you have to pay. So. Essentially, for you know, in order to allow for homebrewing, you have to have an exception to those. So that's the thing. that's that's what you know. All of the laws, the state laws that that legalize homebrewing are about is making an exception to uh, the the requirements for having a license and paying taxes to brew beer. I see. Now, is is winemaking legal in these in a lot of these places where homebrewing is not? Uh, no. Not, not actually. No, I'm not. I'm not entirely certain uh, of all of them. But in most of the most of the remaining states, like once once Utah's uh, once Utah the Utah bill goes into effect, uh, there will be four remaining states, which be Alabama, uh, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Oklahoma. Okay. And I don't think that I mean, maybe one or two of those actually allows uh, home winemaking. Um, but for the most part, they they do not. I you see. Know, actually, I'm wondering about Alabama might actually have you know, legal winemaking. I know some of the some of the states in the in the past that we've gotten uh, legalization through had allowed for wine. Yeah. See, and, that's why I was asking. Is that I thought I had remember reading about a couple of these exceptions, and I just found it strange that. I mean, it's both really just fermenting a, a beverage. I didn't really find a difference uh, in essence. So I just kind of, I thought it was strange that homebrewing would would have this odd exception where wine, you know, was allowed before. Uh, I guess it's not always the case, but just curious. Yeah, you know, it's probably just a matter of uh, you know the the legislature, or maybe there was somebody somebody on the legislature in, in one of those states that uh, there was a home winemaker and just got that that exception. Yeah. made for, for winemaking, wasn't even thinking about beer. Right. Yeah, that could be the case, too. I think it's great that Utah, you know, a state that uh, you would commonly consider to be, you know, pretty conservative and religious for that matter, I like it that it's a state like that that uh, is, is passing this legislation to be the first in yeah, 10 it, years. It, I, I think it's pretty extraordinary. Um, you know, so, and <laughs> I'll tell you, testifying, uh, I testified twice uh, before... Um, committees on behalf of the, this bill uh, last year as well as this year. Uh, and it's it's pretty interesting experience testifying before people who, you know, not only do they not drink alcohol, they've, you know, these, these are, uh, for the most part, uh, the the most of the legislators in Utah are Mormons, so they, they've never tasted alcohol, and, wow. you know, <laughs> and they, they basically don't even know anybody who has. So what is this alcohol you speak of? <laughs> I do That's, not know the sayings you are coming from Colorado is, territory with. Bubbles. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, you can you can check out. I think I think the uh, the, the testimony that I gave before the um, uh, Senate committee hearing is still available on the, the Utah government 
site. It, and I'd, I'd encourage people to give that a listen just to, just to hear some of the crazy questions they came up with. Can be funny. Yes. Uh, well, Does it make you sterile? <laughs> well, maybe we'll do a reenactment here on the show. Yeah, that was a Can you tell us a little bit about Because that's what I was curious about, if you just sort of gave a monologue or if they cross-examined you also. Um, does anything stick out in your mind that you had to answer? Um, yeah, well, uh, there, there was a you know, kind of a, a, a strange exchange of of comments about uh, whether or not uh, homebrewing posed a fire hazard, oh, yeah. and, and I really couldn't quite understand what they what they were getting at. And my my point was that you know most people actually you know just do it on their in, in their kitchen, so it's not really any more dangerous than you know making dinner. Um, right. but, <laughs> Can it burn down <laughs> thine cabin? <laughs> it finally came down to the, the, the this guy was thinking that. Um, you know, because beer is carbonated in bottles um, and it has alcohol in it, that it could actually explode. I see. Oh. Yeah, spontaneous combustion. Right? Well, it's right, happened to right. my bottles before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, th- I, just, I just had a great idea for a new subset of the BN show. It's you know, like in in porno, there's like the first timers, right? Yeah. It's now it's this whole series about. People who have never had alcohol. Ah, first time alcoholic. First time alcoholic, yeah. First time you're alcohol, tasting alcohol. Right. It'd be a whole web series. We'll make tons of cash. Front it, would you? Well, and was that another question that you got, Gary? You know, kind of saying, well, you know, you can buy beer at the store and you can buy alcohol. Why do you need to make it at home? Is that something you found that they felt? Uh, you know, I, I didn't get that in, uh, in, in Utah, but, uh, I know that, that that came up with the. Uh, it, it's come up in in Alabama with the. Uh, it was well, especially with the, the the free the hops bill. I, I recall last year uh, there was a, a committee hearing where they were you know, they they didn't understand why you know if if you could buy beer that was six uh, percent alcohol why would you need anything what was wrong with the the beer that they already had in the state. Yeah, I believe a direct. Uh, you know, I believe I, a direct quote. I was, do that all the time. No. I, I go right out to dinner every night because why would I want to cook at home? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> ah, see, I, I bet that would have been a lot of fun actually testifying in front of there. Was it nerve wracking, or did you enjoy being able to speak for beer? You know, I, I mean, the, the first time was was definitely nerve wracking because I, 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 to be honest, this, this whole process has been a, a, a big learning experience for me. Uh, so I, I had never been to a, a committee hearing for any state government issue. So it, I really had no idea what to expect, and um, so I was I was pretty nervous that first time. But uh, so you had to borrow a suit from somebody who uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who might own a suit. You had to have a few drinks first. Those clown no, shoes no, didn't I fit. Did, did I, they? I've actually got two. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> Gary had to trade in the hiking boots for uh, some nice loafers. Went for the house. Went yeah. for the shit. It. <laughs> you know, I actually think I was wearing my boots, though. You were. <laughs> That's okay. In Utah. Nice pinstripe but, suit. You know, it, it, it snows in Salt Lake City. Uh, the, in, That's in, true. Yeah, it was dirty snow. Early part of the year. <laughs> That's true. So it was acceptable. <laughs> That's great. I wish I was there to see it, Gary. That's. Uh, <laughs> I want to. I just. I'm really curious about how the testifying process goes under uh, under scrutiny like that. And the, and I'm. So tell me this. Why do you think they passed it? I mean, here's it. Like you say, most of the legislators don't care about alcohol. Why did they say yes? Uh, well, you know, I think I think it really came down to being kind of a uh, more of a civil civil liberties thing. Um, they really couldn't come up with a good reason why it it shouldn't be legal, uh, and 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 fortunately in in Utah, it, it seems like they're you know, they're coming to. 
coming to grips with the whole idea that people do drink alcohol, even if even if the legislators don't. Yeah, um, and it can make them I, money. I, you know, I, I think it's really become like a, a, a tourist dollar issue. It certainly has been for for their governor, uh, and so they've actually been passing a lot of alcohol related bills huh. of late to kind of loosen up the, some of their crazy alcohol laws in, in Utah. I like how so lo- I, I, it, it didn't seem like we had a huge amount of opposition. Hmm. I, I like how uh, like a lot of states are struggling with the whole like uh, gay marriage thing, and Utah's just now coming to terms <laughs> that alcohol. some people do like drinking alcohol. It's yeah. really great. <laughs> Very progressive. <laughs> I think it's because that new HBO show, Big Love, is putting them on the map now. They're, they're under scrutiny. What's, and, that? Uh, What's that about? That's that uh, polygamy show mm. on HBO. I love that show. <laughs> You do? I do. It's a great it's, show. It's about religion and sex. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> it's everything Devo is interested in. <laughs> well, what else, Gary? Utah has been passed, and you guys are back to work now in Alabama, right? Right, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, you know, I've been working with the, uh, the local homebrewers, uh, especially uh, um, John Little in Alabama, and he's been kind of instrumental in you know, drafting, uh, drafting uh, a bill and over the past couple of years, try, trying to promote homebrew legalization, he's been spent a lot of time down down in the in the state capitol talking to, to legislators, trying to get a, a sponsor. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they they had uh, the homebrewers there uh, organized a uh, a tasting for uh, for uh, the state legislators. Yeah. Uh, but, February twenty fourth. Really go home brewer. Uh, I know. How does that? I I read that Gary, and because you've been you've been posting this stuff in the tech doc and letting everybody know what's right. happening. How could they host a homebrew tasting when it's illegal? Something like a trap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that works, and uh, they, they, they'd actually. Well, I, I think kind of the part of the idea came from the, the, the free the hops guys did have done these kinds of receptions where they're actually you know giving legislators uh, beer that from other other states that uh, sure. that's over six percent ABV. Right. And the homebrewers kind of tacked on to that uh, last year, and then this year um, they're they're kind of running their, their own show. And so they they did their own reception. Um, you know, I, I don't really quite get it, but uh, I, I guess that the uh, the alcohol beverage control guys aren't, aren't about to uh, um, <laughs> raid a, 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 an event that has a whole bunch of legislators. Right. They're, legislators they're sure. looking the other way, you know, all the time. So why not there as well? Well, maybe they brewed yeah. it across yeah, the border. They, yeah, they, brought they, them over, imported, and it. they imported it. And, yeah. Yeah. Get them a little yeah, liquored they, up they and get them to vote. Somebody from the from alcohol beverage control at the uh, oh at they the did oh wow reception. Mm, I'd like to see him all smashed <laughs> on homebrew. <laughs> Well, I hope, and they're actually going to. Uh, they, you know, they, uh, unfortunately, they, they got eighty people to show up for that, which I thought was pretty impressive. That they were yeah. they were hoping for more, uh, but uh, apparently the, the the beer they served was so good that they've been invited to some uh, <laughs> some uh, tourism reception. That uh, I guess like seventy five percent of the the uh, legislators from yeah. the, the legislators from Alabama are going to show up to this and. They're going to be serving homebrew with this. Wow. At the tour. See, this is interesting uh, to me. Because Probably a record session. 
We dealt with this a little bit yesterday. Tasty and I went to Linden Street Brewing here in Oakland, and this sounds similar to me. Linden Street Brewery trying to open up in Oakland. They've been trying to open up for two years, and the city's just fighting them the whole way. It's been a big pain in the ass. And they still haven't received their their gas, still isn't turned on so that they can start brewing. Yet, the city did a tour last week, and they wanted to stop at five food, like, uh, kind of groundbreaking food-producing places in Oakland to showcase um, how, how modern Oakland is and how moving forward they are. And they called and Linden Street to ask them if they could put them on as one of the stops on this tour. And the guy had to go, the guy had to say, I mean, he, he, he bit his tongue, but here he is going, you got to be shitting me. You won't pass me to, so I can start my brewery, but you want to showcase that there's a brewery in Oakland and you won't even give me the go-ahead? And so it sounds similar, Gary, as here they now want to put them on the Alabama tourism panel, yet it's not legal <laughs> to like do their, yet. They like their beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, when it works for us, then it's mm-hmm. all fine and good, you know? Yeah, but I actually just talked to to John Little earlier today, and uh, and he said that they're 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 quite confident that they've got a they've got a sponsor for the bill now, so which is the kind of the first major hurdle. Um, so that hopefully they'll they'll get uh, the that sponsor will get the get the bill before a, a committee. Yeah. Um, so we can have a hearing, and I, w- I would be happy to fly out for that. If, sure. You know. Of course. I hope so, too. This is the second year that we've followed the Alabama story with you. Um, I've been reading about it for about three years, but we did a segment with you last year on the program, too. So, And I think it was similar. You know, we, you guys got the bill in, in, in front of the house in Alabama, right? But it just didn't pass. Is that what happened last year? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to recall what, it, what exactly happened. I, I don't know if we... I don't think it even got to a, a committee hearing. It's just I think I, I think read, it ran out of time. Yeah, I think it, I read that it just ran out of time, and uh, yeah. they just kind of let it die. Okay. Well, I hope our Alabama brothers and sisters get to brew some beer without <laughs> facing beer. arrest. Yeah. It's like bootlegging right now, you oh, know, yeah. which is fun, I guess. Sounds like but. they're doing fine though, and it would be kind of almost ruin the cool. To have it legal. Well, they had a big contingency at the Cincinnati uh, National Conference. Yeah. In fact, we saw John Little there uh, riding yeah. around on the wooden horse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't show yeah. the, don't show the yeah, Alabama legislators that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but I, I, John, John did ask me to to mention to you as he, as he's been going around the the uh, the legislative offices in in Montgomery yeah. uh, rather than uh, rather than wearing the suit and tie that he wore through throughout his career as a lawyer. Yeah, uh, he he's been he he actually sported a a, a, a BN Army. Hop grenade. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's my man, John. I go. love it. And it probably didn't yeah. help him much though, because it also looks like weed. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably yeah. going, "All right, guy, what do you want to legalize?" See, I would have smeared I, myself I with true. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that everybody do that, but he was doing it to make to make a point, and he he specifically pointed out that yeah, I'm I'm wearing a t-shirt and not a not a suit, but right. that's because I'm part of this larger larger group of uh, of homebrewers that and that. We're very passionate about what we do. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. I'll have to yeah. shake his hand in NHC this year. That's awesome. Good work, John. Yeah, yeah. It, it is really. I got to tell you, it's been really great working with you know that not only the, the Alabama guys, the Utah guys, uh, Douglas Warzinski, who uh, who 
pretty much drafted the the bill for for Utah, and all the homebrewers who just have have really gotten involved in the, in the whole process. Um, you know, at, at each of the committee hearings in, in Utah, you know the 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 legislators on the on these committees mentioned how many phone calls and emails they were getting from homebrewers. And that's really that's that's what made it happen because like all the all the homebrewers getting involved in it right. and you know taking a part and and that that really makes a huge difference because yeah. most of these state legislators on on most issues they're not used to hearing from constituents they might hear from lobbyists but when they hear from voters they they definitely listen right. Okay. Well, Gary, keep us up to date on what's happening in Alabama, if you would. I'll keep posting it on the website, and we'll do we'll talk about it on the shows too. I appreciate you spending some time with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and uh, one uh, one other legalization update uh, in in Washington. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a bill to uh, you know essentially in Washington you can't really do anything with homebrew other than uh, you know, drink it at home or enter it into a competition. And so they're they're basically working on a bill that that would. Um, uh, allow people uh, allow for like homebrew club meetings to you know, to include sampling beers and uh, and 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 they're really hoping to get the the homebrewers conference up there, which is kind of how that whole ball got started. You know, I got see. Started rolling. Yeah. Um, but that that actually passed the Senate unanimously and is now going to a uh, uh, a committee hearing uh, in the House uh, this coming week on Friday at eight a.m. And that's the, the House uh, Commerce and Labor Committee. So, any uh, any listeners in in Washington, I'd encourage you to try and make it out to Olympia for that, because uh, the more people in that room supporting the bill, yeah, the better chance it has. Okay, yeah, it's good uh, point. Then everybody, get out there if you're in the Washington area. I know we got some listeners up there, so if you want to make this happen, get out there and do it. All right, Gary, I appreciate it. Uh, I guess the next time we'll see you is out here NHC in Oakland, right? Yeah, yeah. It's looking forward to it. Uh, Beautiful. June eighteenth to the to the twentieth, National Homebrewers Conference. Yeah. But don't forget, June seventeenth, the day before it starts, I hope I'm gonna see you there, Gary. The Brewing Network's fourth anniversary bash is gonna happen that Wednesday night from Linden Street Brewing Company. It's gonna be a barbecue and a bunch of beer and some bands and a whole bunch of tricks up our sleeve as always. So Gary, I hope to see you out for that. Wow, awesome. Yeah, it'll be a big party right there in Oakland, so close to the hotel. Everyone can stumble back. That's not a yes, Gary. Are you going to be there? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Gary's probably got a whole Uh, list of things. You know, I've got a a governing committee meeting all day that day, and uh, depending on what my my responsibilities are for making sure that the conference goes over as it's supposed to, uh, (laughs) kind of hard for me to commit to anything that week. But uh, if if I can, I certainly will try. Good answer! (laughs) (laughs) A true politician. Gary's running for president. Dancing with the Stars, starring Gary Glass. (laughs) We probably have a Gary Glass lookalike somewhere in the BN Army. We can uh, maybe maybe (laughs) put in in a shill for you, Gary. Then you can hang out with us all week instead. I like that idea. There we go. Gary, you're very positive today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, All right, brother. It's good to talk to you, and thank you for the updates, my friend. Oh, yeah. Always. Cool. Keep us up to date. We'll see you soon. Okay. Later, Gary. There you go, everybody. Gary Glass of the American Homebrewers Association. You can go to beertown.org and hit the homebrew button there, and you can find out uh, all the things you need to know about the AHA. Of course, you can uh, join through the Brewing Network store. Just hit the uh, store button on our homepage, sign up for memberships there, and you can become a member. And you should be coming out to that conference with us. Oh, for sure. If you haven't gotten your tickets for the NHC 09, you are stupid. It's open. Reg is open now. It's open, and it's it should not be missed.
Doc will be there. I'll be there for one. You gonna take the you gonna take uh, the Hummer Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Friday off of work that week, Doc? Yeah, or maybe not <laughs> Wednesday. Maybe not Wednesday. Day. Maybe half a Wednesday. Well, we got the bus tour that will be leaving. It's going to leave the Oakland Marriott at twelve thirty, Doc. So if you wanted to do some early appointments, you could do a half day, but you got to be on that bus. Which are we playing that night? <clears throat> and we're yeah. playing that night. See, that's a bad combination. Well, which it's a typical B and man up, Doc. It's a typical B and bus tour. Typical B and event. It starts real late. Everything else is leaving at like eight o'clock. <laughs> you know, the B and one twelve thirty. I don't understand what's with those people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I the know. hell wants to get up and start pounding beers at yeah. eight in the morning. Well, I was yeah. I was looking at the uh, for the craft brewers conference in April. I'm going to that too, and uh, and there's the itinerary, the the Boston uh, area beer tour, yeah. eight in the morning. Yeah, what is what wrong the with hell, these people? Dude. What's that about? See, that's not for adults, is it? Scrambled eggs and beer. We're just smart. It, yeah. We start oh, late. We're smarter than them. Now. And we go late, so the bus will be leaving that we do. Uh, twelve or twelve thirty, and we go to all the good places. Going to good places, the tour is shaping up to be very nice. I only haven't posted it yet because uh, we're working on one last stop, um, and as soon as I get that confirmed, then I will tell you all the stops on the tour. Sam's house, and then it lands <laughs> Bevo's place of employment, um, and then it will be dropping us off at Linden Street Brewery at seven p.m. Uh, if you can't make the bus tour, that's okay. You're going to be able to get into that party as well at 7 where we're going to have uh, barbecue and beer and bands and banjo. all sorts of good stuff and, boobs. and, and banjo and boobs right Bevo not hers she's not even talking to us at all this show but anymore. not in that dress though <laughs> she'll be wearing something respectable <clears throat> something respectable all right we're going to take a quick break when we come back let's get to the hops everybody let's hop to it <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it I thought you said it Turn your mic on, Devo. That was worse than any of the stupid things JP said all night. Secession, we'll be right back. You suck. (laughs) You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic Ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There's a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com. The Brewing Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded homebrewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of The Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, can you brew it? 
The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Makes me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. All right, JP's checked out for today's program, apparently. Missing his cues all over the place. What the hell was that? Can you do that again? Drops off his beard and, uh, you know. His brain. I think you've missed that cue for three weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, because two weeks we weren't here. Yeah, that well, that's sense. more than that. Cause... Uh, I don't. I didn't feel like doing it. Oh well. Okay. All right. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We're going to be talking hops uh, with Allie Ham and also Katie Wallace, who's the sustainability specialist at New Belgium. I do believe I've got them on the line. Don't forget, you can call us eight 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 four zero one beer if you want to ask questions yourself, or you can join Bevo in the chat room and ask questions that way. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll try one at a time here. Allie, have I got you on the line? Uh huh. I'm here. Success with one. And Katie, are you there also? I am. How's it going? Amazing. How about that? Chad did it all right this week. A round of applause for Chad, yeah. our producer, who's uh, gotten everybody on the phone with us. Well, welcome to the program, ladies. We're glad that you can come on here to talk to us about hops today. And um, let's start with you a little bit, Katie, um, because uh, I-, I need to know what the sustainability specialist at New Belgium actually is. Sure. Uh, it's a position that's been around the brewery for about eight years, and my job is to um, facilitate conversations around the latest sustainability initiatives in our industry um, and in the world of business and bring those to the brewery. And also, um, I do a little bit of outreach and share our story with other people so that they can uh, learn from our successes and failures. Okay. So it doesn't have anything to do with Al Gore, does it, Katie? No, I, no. <laughs> no, it's been going on long before he was around. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> well, how did you communicate without the Internet, then? <laughs> yeah, because he created that, you know. Uh, okay, and you guys are sponsoring this program that uh, Allie is running at uh, CSU. Is that right? Yeah, we um, we granted a portion of the money to fund her research there. Um, just because we thought it was an important thing around brewing to... Uh, 
foster the development of organic hops, and especially um, that it's local here in Colorado is a big plus for us. Okay. And, Allie, what is it exactly that your research is? Do you have kind of a a, a quick way to tell us what what your project is? (laughs) It's a pretty broad focus. It's mostly just trying to get organic hops growing in Colorado off the ground and encouraging people to start growing here because they've... um, We've been growing them for about six years at CSU, and they grow well. So I'm trying to get them to start growing. <laughs> okay. And, and we're going to get into some of this when we talk about the, the difficulty in growing hops, but uh, what are some of the obvious difficulties that people have had growing them, you know, that that, that your program is needed? Um, the biggest difficulty is the whole industry. The whole upstart cost of growing them, planting them, and processing them is costs millions of dollars on an industrial scale, so it's a really high-cost crop. So only just a few people grow it now because it costs so much money to get off the ground. So that's been also a big hurdle in my research because I don't have any equipment either. So, Okay. I, I, I guess that would be kind of difficult to figure out how to do it. How did you get into uh, hops there? Um, I wanted to study organic agriculture, and I was um, living in Fort Collins and had already been working in the department, so I had seen that they there was a row of hops planted out, and I had just started home brewing, and I thought, well, that's, that sounds cool. That sounds a lot neater than growing tomatoes for two years in yeah. the thesis research, sure. and so when they CSU told me that they didn't have any money to give me, they just kind of jokingly said, well maybe the microbe around the the town would have some money. Fortunately, I was able to get some. <laughs> so you did that yourself? Did you go knocking down Katie's door and saying, hey, you know, I want to start this project. What do you guys think? <laughs> Pretty much. Katie actually wasn't there when I knocked on their door. Her predecessor was there at the time. And um, I've since, when Katie uh, took over about a year ago, I've been working with her closely ever since. Okay. And, Katie, obviously since uh, New Belgium even has a sustainability specialist, uh, I mean, this is something that you guys are interested in ongoing anyway, trying to figure out how to do things organic and sustainable? Absolutely. We also um, actually have a director of sustainability, so there are two of us that work full-time in um, fostering these efforts at the brewery. So um, we definitely think that organic is an important part of our industry, and or um, at least moving towards a more sustainable agriculture. So it's been really fun to work with Ali and, and the Colorado hop farmers to, um, to boost this project. What? Can I ask a question? I don't know too much about what does sustainability mean. I mean, to me, it just means grab another beer before you uh, sober up. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, well, it's a word that um, essentially what we're saying is that we want to take care of our resources so that generations to come can enjoy the same um, uh, luxuries on this planet that we have. Uh. And so um, just take, kind of taking care of our resources and keeping everything um we're working with things so that we're not ruining them and, and increasing the chances of the future generations. Oh, okay. So nothing you'd be able to do, JP, because uh-huh. everything you touch is ruined. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so you know, ladies, uh, people in the room that will be talking to you today, that was JP. He helps out every show. And Tasty's with us. He's going to help out. I hope, yes. You already know Chad, our producer, who contacted you. And then Doc is over here as well. How are you guys doing? And Bevo is in our chat room taking questions. Hi. 
Uh, Katie, uh, do you all do you guys have any organic beers that you're doing now at New Belgium, or at least uh, you know ingredients that you source that are organic? Uh, absolutely. We actually um, we have an organic wit that just won the gold at the GABS in the wit category. Nice. And it's called Mothership Wit. Oh, and, I've had that. Uh, yeah, it was our good. first. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's um, it was our first organic beer, and whenever we tried to source the hops for it, um, the organic hops we ended up finding were in New Zealand. So it was really great timing that Allie was around and um, saying, hey, I, w- I would like to foster an organic hop program in Colorado. And we said, you know, organic is great and organic and local is really the best. So, yeah, um, yeah so and we also are all brewing a, a small batch of beer to celebrate the 100th anniversary of a local pub here. And um, we used the organic hops that we bought from another farmer this uh, last fall. So okay, what pub so is that? We're actually using some Colorado organic hops in. in what pub is that? celebrating its hundredth out there? It's uh, the Town Pump. It's they claim to be the small bar in Colorado. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know so, that one. Yeah, we actually it was the first place where we um, where we poured our beer when we were little. It's right here in our hometown. Okay. JP, I can, he just doesn't know what to do with all this organic talk. I don't. I'm sitting here. Uh, yeah, it's driving him crazy. It's driving me nuts. He's the only Californian in California that's not Californian in California. <laughs> doesn't know what to do with all this. <laughs> so, uh, Allie, how long well, have we you? Actually, um, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to tell you that we conducted a, um, a the a study on the footprint, the carbon footprint of a six pack of fat tire. Yeah. And it was actually the uh, the third largest contributor was conventional agriculture, and most of that was um, due to the synthetic fertilizers. So as all of the businesses and people around the country are focusing on reducing their carbon footprint, um, you know, we can do this to help our ecosystems, but it also has an impact on our uh, I like that. I wonder, uh, who's that, me or you? I don't know. <laughs> I what think a- that was my dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. What about a six-pack of Sierra Nevada? They- Your dog just ate the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they want to play fun. <laughs> Here, Here fetch throw the this phone. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> I like that you've done the carbon footprint of a six-pack of beer. I know, that JP, you think that that's ridiculous, but come on. Why not? Why not get to know uh, what you're taking on the environment whether uh, you know good or bad for for the the goods that you produce I like that you guys are doing that but what it cost in carbon footprint for uh, that little study on the carbon footprint hmm good question did you guys evaluate that as well <laughs> <laughs> it's an endless cycle of footprints okay but what's the carbon footprint of the computer that you're looking at it on uh, <laughs> Yeah, Katie, I I'm think just, we've, we've... I'm just messing with you. You're either talking from the telephone inside your dog or or something changed on, on your end. I've lost you there. You're very faint. I can hardly hear you. Are you there? Ah, there you go. Oh. Now, now you're back. All right. Okay. All this footprints talk reminds me of that... That, that poem. That poem, Footprints, where Jesus has carried everybody yeah. across the sand. Uh, you think... Uh, sounds like uh, Al Gore's going to carry us into the new millennium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al Gore invented the footprints poem as well, right after the internet. He, he invented caring people too. <laughs> All right. I'm yes, sorry, too. Katie. We don't we're not yeah. I'm not making fun of this. Neither am I. I'm I'm uh, I'm 
teasing a little bit, but uh, overall, it, it is it is a good thing because we should understand what we're doing and, and how we're doing it, how we can make it better. Yeah, I firmly believe that. Thank you. Listen to that, JPI. I'm going to pull that from the archive and play it back for you eight <laughs> times a show. I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> now, Allie, you've just started this program. I assume how long you've been doing this? Um, actually, two years now. Two years. I'm just ending it. <laughs> Oh, you're just ending it. I see. So just about to finish. <laughs> have you been able? So then, Katie, have you used some of these hops? We've actually used some that um, that Ellie worked with a farmer in Peonia, Colorado, and those are the ones we're using in the, the town Pompeo. That's not okay. Got so, it. Um, yeah. So Ellie worked with a farmer, and um, they together they put on a workshop in Colorado to help other farmers. Um, you get used to the idea of what are the hurdles I need to overcome and how can I make this a profitable business and um, and what varieties do I use, what do brewers want. And and so um, it was really a great uh, pairing of the two and we've had a lot of fun working with them. And so now that if it's coming to an end, Allie, and, I, and we're going to end up uh, hanging up with, with Katie so we can really get into the program itself and, and you can help us learn to, to grow hops too, Allie. But um, now if your part of the program has come to an end, what is what's the result? Have you gotten these um, farmers in Colorado to to keep it going with with the hops you've helped them grow? Yeah, and actually, it, my master's program is coming to the end, but I'm actually returning to my old job of working on the farm, anyways. Okay. And some new farm bill money came through, and uh, the director of specialty crops here wants to do hops, so I actually get to keep it going, but <laughs> at a lower pay. Oh. I guess. See, sometimes um, it pays to be a student. Lower than a student? <laughs> you know? Ouch. Is that but, legal? Um, <laughs> there are plenty of sorry, there are plenty of farmers that are getting it going right now. They already have a few acres that are expanding right now. Um, the farmer, Glenn Fuller, that um, has uh, sold some hops to New Belgium for the town pump beer, just is putting in 12 acres right now, so they're all expanding. So okay. it's going whether I'm there or not. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good, I guess. Yeah, Work yourself been, out of a job. New Belgium's been contacted by uh, six or seven other farmers who are interested um, or in the process of growing hops this year in Colorado. So it's really, um, the, you know, the industry here is really blossoming. And like Ali said, there's the support of uh, the Colorado Department of Ag with the new farm. That's I think that there's a, a ton of momentum behind it. So Good. Uh, my my last question for you, Katie, is that if I can get JP to produce some organic hops in his backyard, because <laughs> uh, he's growing hops anyway, yeah. uh, w- would New Belgium be interested in those? Well, uh, maybe whenever we come to crop year 2011, we can talk about it. We're contracted until then. So. Oh, so JP, yeah. you've got some time but to get safe answer. Might on board on him, you know, in a convention. So. It might. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, I I do water my hops with urine, so I figured <laughs> which is full of <laughs> it's pretty organic. It, well, no, it's pretty, you know. <laughs> Pretty organic. Yeah. Nitrogen. <laughs> See? Nitrogen. Okay. We won't find that on the label. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you can call it the town pump and really mean it. <laughs> this beer fertilized with JP. <laughs> that, that'll reduce your carbon footprint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Considerably. All very true. 
Well, I'm sorry. also though, it takes some time to, in all seriousness, JP, to uh, uh, for to get your soil back to being uh, organic. You know, you can't it takes just like three years, right? You, yeah, you can't just. Well, I don't know. Maybe Allie could answer that for us. Yeah, but, three years. Oh yeah. See, JP knows it. He's a closet he's such an hippie, yeah. is what he is. I, <laughs> made, I made my eyeglasses. I <laughs> superheated the sand. You did. Yeah, it's really great. I'll show you. How. Great. <laughs> Show us out, JP. All right. Where'd you get that white tape you put in the middle? <laughs> well, Katie, I want to thank you personally because I really like uh, when companies like yours, and you guys are not a small company, let's face it. You're still small in the beer world, but uh, New Belgium is one of the biggest craft breweries, and I really like that uh, you guys are taking steps and to support programs like this. And uh, I, too, yeah. was once a starving student uh, as well. And now uh, you're so a starving professional. Now I'm a starving professional, <laughs> so I will also be asking you for some sort of funding. Uh, any, you know, so, uh, sometimes. Yeah, uh, organic, we're organic testers. <laughs> so if you want to send your beer, we'll yeah. test it organically. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you then in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Leave your phone number and uh, That's a contract. We'll get this all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great night. Thanks, Thanks Katie. Cheers. Bye. Bye, Katie. All right. Katie of New Belgium Brewing Company, thank you for joining us. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, she was fun. And um, and by the way, that Mothership Wit is a good beer. I uh, haven't had it. I heard you guys talk about it a lot, yeah. but uh, I just haven't had a chance to have it yet. Yeah, I like it. Things. And, Doc, you're a Wit beer fan. Yeah. Uh, have you had that one? Yes, I have. And you like it? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. That could be a future uh, clone brew tasty. Uh, something uh, that we may have some there. requests for that. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, that'd be a good one to see happen. All right, Allie, you're left with us now. So. You're all alone, honey. Yeah, it's going to get ugly now. <laughs> oh no! What was your background? Uh, what's your background that got you started? You you mentioned briefly that you were a home brewer. Um, briefly, yeah. I um I got my undergraduate degree from you know at, back in California where you guys are at Berkeley. Ah, and, where um, hippieism begins. Was studying, yeah, I actually was studying cancer research and pretty quickly realized that everything gives you cancer and nothing gives you cancer at the same time. So okay. I started getting into plants and I moved um, out to Colorado where I started working in the horticulture department here. And as soon as I moved to Fort Collins, like we such a beer town. We have New Belgium Brewery. We have six breweries here. Yeah. That of, course of course, I started home brewing in the kitchen. Right. And ruined the stove and everything. But of course. And that's just kind of tumbled down from there. Yeah, that's much less depressing than cancer research. Yeah. You know. <laughs> exactly. Good. Just organic at all. <laughs> Well, that's you look at it. Yeah, that would that be that's a tough gig, man. I couldn't. I don't think I could do that. And I, I think it's a good summary that you give. Everything gives you cancer. Everything doesn't give you cancer. <laughs> so I grew plants. <laughs> so I moved on to Pot's cousin. I'm going to grow hops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you you graduated from here, and then you go there as a grad student, and you get into the horticulture program. And mm-hmm. um, you find that there's a, a, a niche that people need to, to grow some more hops out there in Colorado. Um, so maybe we can start with this, and this will help us figure out how we can grow them. Um, am I correct in saying that hops are very regional, and maybe that's why it's difficult just to start growing them anywhere? Um, regional in the sense they can't grow everywhere? No, the or? climate issue. Yeah, just climate. I mean, well, I guess I could simplify it by saying, why wasn't there just a whole bunch of hop farmers in Colorado already, since there's breweries there? <laughs> 
Um, a lot of that has to do with marketing because of the huge equipment cost. Okay. Um, is why equipment. it's just a, it's a general trend of all agriculture today. Is that um, the statistic is that there's 37 hop farmers in the United States, and we're the close to Germany being in the hop the largest hop producing nation. Germany um, has hundreds and hundreds of hop farmers. The average size of the farm there is about 30 acres, where our average size is about 450 acres. So there's wow. just a few people controlling <laughs> a lot of acres. Yeah. So it's tough but, to break um, into because of that. Right. And what's brought... The hops used to be grown all over the nation. Um, they used, it was a huge production up in upstate New York, Midwest, everywhere. P- pretty much everybody was a home brewer back then, so everybody brought their hops with them. Um, and that just all consolidated as soon as they found out that up in the Pacific Northwest is a pretty pristine climate with low incidence of diseases. So that just really took off there. Okay. So the more humid climates, hops just really don't like humidity that much. So the more humid climates kind of suffers. Okay. Is that the main climate restriction is just humidity? Is it not necessarily heat or cold or other things as well? It depends. Also, uh, we have so many great new varieties today that are bred with such phenomenal disease resistance that you can you can almost grow hops anywhere. Okay. Uh, it depends on the variety. So what did you find that would uh, grow best in Colorado, and what did you find that didn't? Um, the best two are by far are Cascade and Chinook. Um, actually, even better than that is a variety called Red Vine that is uh, one of those old ancient varieties that nobody's used since uh, probably pre-prohibition and nobody really knows about. And that we don't even really know the brewing qualities of it. I'm really interested to see. But um, those three are the best here. And Cascade and Chinook notoriously do well everywhere. Cascade's kind of the the organic hop. So for me, those those have been the best. All right. And you're from our area, uh, California, at least that's where you went to school. So what about in this region? What grows well here? <laughs> Probably, I don't know, California is the paradise of agriculture. You guys can grow everything over there. <laughs> it's paradise um, in general. We well, well, actually, don't you, have a, don't you have a friend down the street in Arinda, right? We're not too far from Arinda, and you have a friend growing hops there. Yeah, Mikey Cruz. I'm a friend from um, college. I thought that he was going into wine growing, but... He said that he can only make wine one time a year, and once we crossed over to the beer side, I guess. Nice. And he's he's going to put in some few plants in Narinda, and he's going to put in Cascade Chinook. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Good call. Yeah, we're just on the wrong side of the tracks from Orinda. Not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not Doc. I shouldn't say we. I'm in Moraga. <laughs> I'm in Moraga. Yeah, well, it's right by right by Arindas. We look down on Arindas, what he said. My driver is from Pacheco, but I'm in Moraga. <laughs> Don't look. Ali, aren't we better? We're out of Moraga. No, what I'm, I'm, say, what I'm saying is that Arindas and Moraga, Moraga are right next to each other, so it's really similar. Oh, I, I I'm even higher than Moraga. <laughs> you don't miss the Bay Area, really. It's too snooty. you got to wear yeah. shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. She came from Berkeley to Fort Collins. I, I can't imagine. It's too much of a stretch. Maybe the rain, but that's about it, right? Less Asians. <laughs> Less Asians in Fort Collins. I think is probably the main difference. No, okay. no diversity here. <laughs> uh, so, bunch of Joe and Ted's. For our <laughs> listeners who do live in humid climates, is there anything that, that will grow well in those climates? 
Um, there are any, if you look at any hop variety, always pick, try to pick the newest variety and any variety descriptions will tell if it's resistant to the fungal diseases. So always pick the resistant ones. What about and there's other things. You, sorry? What, I said, what about those poor bastards in Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Super humidity. I don't even know how they homebrew. How do they chill it down? <laughs> yeah, talk about uh, fungal varieties. Probably yeah. get a lot of fungus going on in Florida. So you, there's nothing, no variety you could recommend that would that would flourish in Florida. I would, from talking the last two years to growers, I'd say Cascade is kind of the tried and true. Okay. Always going to yeah. work. That'll kind go of anywhere. Always going to taste good. Always going to sell. Kind of hop. Um, kind of the gold standard. So at least try that. Don't don't ever try Holler Tower. Tetninger, all these old German varieties that don't even do well in Germany anymore. So. Oh, okay. And why is that? Have they just become too susceptible to disease and things like that? Like they're, you. They're in, yeah, they're impure. exactly. That is true. <laughs> okay. They're pretty much the wild hops that were growing in Germany, and people just started, when they started brewing with hops, they would just go out into the wild and pick them and bring them back in, and people started taking them and putting them in their gardens and then they start growing them so they're they've never been through a breeding program per se and okay. then once Shy they just has. pretty much got out competed by <laughs> classic think, darwinism that's the only thing in germany that hasn't been put through a breeding program yeah <laughs> jp's 31 he's never been through a breeding program either <laughs> Poor bastard. i have my application into a few people <laughs> you do yeah i'll let you know in a couple of days yeah i'd like to know how that evaluation process goes <laughs> if you could let us know yeah. too bad facebook requires a picture <laughs> yeah Okay, how about some uh, something basic? And then I would like to talk about uh, the whole process of planting and, and also doing it organic, if you can help us with that. But um, when is the time to plant? Uh, JP has just told us that rhizomes are coming out real soon. Uh, when is the ideal time to start planting our own hops? Um, Any time that you put out early spring peas, the general rule. They can, they can tolerate a frost. Um, so... And especially if you put mulch over it, if you just cover it with dead leaves or grass clippings, it will even um, kind of bury them, protect them, and keep them warmer longer. Okay. But if you're in California, plant now. Um, actually, on the Western Slope, Colorado, they planted last week. So now is really the time. They might stay dormant for a little bit longer in the ground, but that's okay. They're really, really hardy. Okay. It's, it's it's really hard to mess it up. <laughs> so would it take some pretty intense, you know, freezing? Would it take a couple of weeks of freezing if some, uh, you know, well, Chad and I have family in Connecticut, and uh, if they planted now, there still might be another couple of weeks of really frozen soil. Uh, would that kill if they did that? Um, if they've already, if the rhizomes have broken dormancy, then yeah, but it's, if you're getting rhizomes, most rhizomes come from the Pacific Northwest, so they're coming out right now. Everybody's ordering them on the Internet, and I found that it's much better to put them in the ground as soon as you get them than to store them in a fridge. So if everybody in the Northwest is digging up their rhizomes right now and selling them on the Internet, mm-hmm. they're in a fridge from now until when you put them in the ground, and it's much better to have them in the ground. Okay. If, as long as you're soil isn't completely frozen you can't dig a hole right you're in antarctica 
<laughs> well, yeah. here we go, Cascade. Let's do it. <laughs> I've built my trellis. It's time to go. Yeah. So when do you urinate on it? <laughs> That's a good question. So just the first melt, penguin just leaves. Just to melt the soil. Yeah, just to melt the soil. <laughs> and the another... Uh, sorry, another trade secret, too, is that um, to stuff more than one rhizome in the hole um, when you plant. Two rhizomes, in one hole. There. Oh, say, um, say that once more time. I'm sorry, Allie. If, um, put at least up to six rhizomes in, and when you plant per hill mm. so that you'll hedge your bets that you'll get something that grows. <laughs> ah, okay. If you what, put in so, one, am I, and then in case it dies, you know, you have five others to back it up. <laughs> I see. So, if you put in six and 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 they all started sprouting, would you would you let them grow a, a while before you decided which one you wanted to keep? Yeah, it's almost like you're just kind of cheating ahead a year. The octomom. You any what? Um, no matter how big or how um, how old your plant is, you're only going to train up a certain number of vines, anyways, and cut back the rest. So, okay, you want to have as big root stock as you can. Got it. Most people, you know, it's hard to think about below the soil, but with hops, you really need to think below the soil. That's a good tip. Yeah. Size matters. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> the root ball matters. <laughs> yes, tasty. <laughs> um, what, what if your your soil's really bad, uh, clay, kind of crappy stuff, and, uh, you know, you can dig out so much and put in some nice soil, but how far down would you, th- would you say you really need to give it good soil? Before the roots start having problems. To China. China China's good? <laughs> yeah, just give it to China. I mean or, or will it take over and be okay if you put in, you know, a couple of couple of feet or whatever of nice loamy soil and then the rest is crap like we have around here? Yeah, good question. <laughs> well yeah, and here in Colorado we have hard clay. Really That's what we have here too. Hard Same here. clay. And the the roots grow twelve feet deep at least. Oh. Whoa. So, um, they they're they're hardy. They can break through almost anything I've <laughs> I've found, okay. and they're notorious. They can do well in pretty bad soils. They're not going to do great. You're not going to have a, you know. Obviously, the better the soil, the more cones you'll get. But they'll probably still survive. That's um, where all that inorganic fertilizer comes in, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help them grow. Yeah. Right. Just for one year, and then the next oh, yeah. three years, you don't do that. Right. you got to remember that these plants live 20, 50 years. That well, <laughs> you want to start dosing with chemicals, it's, it's, it's a long process to get it back healthy again. <laughs> I pretty much share my backyard with a refinery. Am I out for <laughs> organic hop growth, do you think? Is there someone's got to come over and bless the soil organic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the government will never. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'll have to look into that. No, the carbon in the air—that's that's organic. I mean, it's it's, oh, it's no. yeah, it's from uh, it's fossil to- fuel. toxic, but organic. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's from fi- it's fossil fuels. You didn't put it there. Yeah. Now, Chad, you're going to grow hops this year. Did you have a question? Uh, I will. You will. will. Okay. Thanks, He's going to have lots. Well, as easy. soon as I finish waking well, up, I'll no, have No, you know one. what? I do. Actually, okay. you know, you're talking about clay, and you're talking about good soil. I mean, the clay, is it just going to retain water, and you don't want that? I mean, what's the deal with the uh, the soil and having a nice mixture a couple feet down? Is it is it more drainage, or is it you're looking for something specific in the soil? Um, it is more drainage. You never want to have pooling water um, at your hops, because that will just 
breed fungus and just wreak havoc. Um, so you never want to have anywhere. That's why they usually mound them up in hills so they'll drain off the side of the hill. Okay. Um, if you do it, we have clay soil and it does retain more water, so we have to water less. Where up in Washington, they have very sandy soil and they have to water more because it just seeps right through. Okay. So if but a bonsai never, tree... Never, ever, ever have standing water at the base or yeah, okay. the never. whole okay. thing will rot. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah a lot of hard work and then you get the, the, the rotten mildewy stuff. Yeah. Um, if, if a, a bonsai tree does really well in the soil... Would a would a hop vine work? It's a good question. And a bonsai hop? Well, we have a bonsai. We have a mystery bonsai tree that has been planted in the soil, and we don't know if it's going to die yet. We if, don't even know how it got planted. So, as a horticulture specialist, uh, don't ask me. I've killed, I think, three bonsais. Oh, great! Oh. Yeah, you probably planted them in that, that serial soil. killer. Perfect. Do you shout Torah, Torah, Torah when you do it, or? <laughs> Okay, before we're going to take a break soon. Before we do that, since we're on the topic of soil, what kind of things do we want to do to treat our soil? What kind of fertilizers? You know, we're talking about. You're saying that things are very resilient, but I'm sure that they they need a certain nutrient content in the soil. So, how can we treat it? Um, one of the best ways is to treat with compost. Okay, um, compost is pretty widely available anywhere in nursery stores. Anywhere sells compost nowadays, and that it's a real good sustainable slow release of nutrients um also hops tend to need a lot more micronutrients they tend to need a lot more zinc and boron um so you might need to add a little bit more zinc and boron um but any any kind of nutrient that you need you can get at a local nursery store it's not it's not like a specific a secret farmer blend it's pretty okay. much it's just a it's a regular garden plant that does need quite a bit of nutrients and the nice thing about hops is that once it's a little bit nutrient starved it'll show it right away and it'll let you know it'll just turn yellow and start dropping leaves all over the place so it's like a little pesky child <laughs> sounds you to like see my it. garden yes okay or chad <laughs> or yeah some plants you can't tell and all of a sudden it's dead hops it'll it'll let you know <laughs> All right. And our listeners are asking, I had a couple questions coming through from them. Um, wh- what about fertilizer if we wanted it to be all organic? Is there a specific thing we have to do then? Can we just buy the bag that says organic? Yeah, compost. Any compost is organic. Okay. Um, especially um, home brewers, I'm actually working on my compost pile right now. One of the best things is spent grain, spent hops, spent yeast is really great in compost piles, leaves. You just mix that together, put your runnings on top of that, mix it every once in a while, keep it a little bit moist, and mm. spread that on top of your hops, and you're done. Really? It's just... Yeah, and that's the full circle right there. Okay. <laughs> also, easy and it's pretty. It's and you're and you have a low carbon footprint. And all that all crap. Of that. <laughs> all right. of that too. Big right. feet. When yeah. do you put the but patchouli everybody oil loves in? Free, no, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have heard that bat shit is supposed to be like a great fertilizer for it's hops. It's called guano. guano yeah. Whatever. Guano. It's, I hate it when people come up with fancy names for shit. It's, it's <laughs> bad <courtesy>. shit. It's, <laughs> it's special shit. I see. Is that right that guano, guano. Is, is supposed to be one of the best fertilizers for hops? Um, 
Um, it is it is a good one. It, um, they have different forms of high nitrogen and high phosphorus, but um, yeah, it is a good one. But I haven't used it. I heard it could get pretty expensive. Yeah. They got to pay somebody and to go at least in, in Colorado, we have bats. so many cows here. That you <laughs> right. What about <laughs> JP Guano? <laughs> yeah. Is JP Guano any good he wants to know? Are you certified? <laughs> I'm certifiable. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that Schumann um, guanoed on my favorite tree? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had this tree... I'm sorry, Allie. You're going to have to bear with me for a second. The fact that you have a, a yeah. favorite tree. Well, I don't anymore. Oh, I had a, soiled. I had a very nice tree, and it was in a it was in a pot. It wasn't in the ground. It was in like a big uh, clay pot. And I took care of this tree night and day. I talked to the tree. I named the tree. What was uh, the tree's name? Rudolph was the tree's name. <laughs> and I went away. I went away for six weeks, and I asked Schumann, my my roommate and friend. No, I asked him to take care of the tree. Were you specific? Uh, <laughs> I was specific. I said, this tree is very important to me. Could you please? I told him how often to water all this stuff. Well, Schumann thought it would be funny if a couple of days before I came home, he... Uh, uh, guanoed? Guanoed. <laughs> he squatted. In the pot of my tree, uh, which was, by the way, just out on the back patio for God and everybody to see whenever he did this. Right. So that was his joke. He 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 did that, and the it backfired a little bit, probably more on me because the the day that he came home, my dog found the guano <laughs> on the tree and, uh, and ate it. Ate it. <laughs> and so here I come home later that day. My dog is so happy to see me. It jumps on me. It's licking my face all over the place. And Schumann is just standing in the background laughing and, and talking about how sorry he is. I still don't know what's happened. And he tells me later, we didn't speak for a little while. And the tree has since passed on. So, so I'm saying that not all guano is good for plants, JP. You have your chance to get him back. If you hurry up, you have your chance it's to get true. it back. It's, it is his bonsai tree that's now in the yard. Why was this get tree even. very important to you? I I just I liked it. I liked it he a lot. He was into plants for a while. I was into plants you? for a little while. Yeah, right. yeah. I still now like I plants. I just I kill them often, and then I I get depressed. That's just it. You name it. You kill the ones you don't you name it, and then kill it. You just don't. Yeah, well... well I, I think that was his intention. I he didn't kill it. Life. If you think about it, I didn't kill okay, it. Okay, it died, and you're still upset. <laughs> I'm upset that it got guano died. Every year I light a candle for Rudolph. Okay, going back on topic, um, <coughs> I have a question you. from the chat. Is this fish emulsion good? a good hot fertilizer? Fist emulsion? Shut up, JP. Fish. Um, yeah, actually, I use that out on the farm. Quite a bit. That is a fertilizer. Where do you get um, that? From fish. Uh, you can get that in nurseries. So. Yeah, oh, it's, it's okay. in the fertilizer bin. It's over there. Okay. It's a little, yeah. It's it's one of those you want to buy in bulk as big as you can because it gets a little pricey. Okay. Now, it's great stuff. Are we shooting for a specific range of uh, pH in the soil, or is it you want something just a little acidic in soil? I mean, what's? Um, they they usually do like slight. They do like slightly acidic, um, usually between anywhere between 6.5 and 8. Over here in Colorado, we have about 7.5 and 8. It's pretty basic. And the rule about uh, soil pH is that the lower pH, so the more, more acidic it is, the more release of micronutrients you'll get. 
So high pH with basic soils, they kind of lock in the nutrients and don't let the plant have any of them, and then they'll start getting deficiencies. So even though you might get a soil test and it will say you have gold standard of nutrients, but you have a pH of 8, the plant's not going to get those nutrients. Okay. But you can you can cheat around that. I mean, you're acidic, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can, right. Yeah. can add Manure, uh, dilute <laughs> dilute vinegar. Um, you know your last runnings of your mash is a little acidic. Um, you can acidify your soil pretty easily. Your last runnings of the day. Chad, if you plant hops this year, yes. I'm going to pee all over them. They'll like it. They might it's like nitrogen, it. too. Yeah. Hey, and Chad, it, just, just watering your hops, man. Don't worry yeah. about it. Not, not on the cones. <laughs> right. Yeah, not you have on to, the cones, You have to dude. pay someone a high price to water on the cones. <laughs> and every time you get upset with me for doing it, I'm going to say, Allie told me I could do this, and it would be fine. Right on your cones. Yes. <laughs> oh, Colorado State probably won't like that. Yeah. They might not. All right, Allie, I have to take a quick break. Can you hang in there? Uh-huh. All right, we're going to take a quick break, take care of some sponsors. When we come back, we're still going to talk uh, with Allie about a lot of more things so that you can grow hops at home. We're going to talk about what pests and diseases we have to worry about. Like we're going to talk a little bit about uh, trellising and, and, and how best to uh, grow our hops upward. All of that and more. 888-401-BEER is our number if you want to call and ask questions or just join the beeve in the chat room and she'll hand them over to me. All right, hang in there. Allie Ham on the line with us talking hops. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless-domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper for wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, 
carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and home brew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a posted IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of that extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned into the session. We're talking to Allie Ham. She's a CSU grad student uh, teaching us how to grow our own hops. Thanks for being with us today, Allie. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So we've got some more things to cover here. We've already gotten through uh, soil and different varieties that uh, we could plant. You can uh, call and ask questions if you want, 888-401-BEER. I've got questions in front of me from the chat room. Just hit the chat now button on the homepage if you want to join Bevo in there and send your questions that way. I'll make sure I get all of these out there. Yeah, hey, Allie, um, Allie, we have a question that we ask all our guests. Is, uh, what are you drinking? Uh-huh. <laughs> I am drinking Odell Five Barrel right now. Oh, I've never had that one. I've had some Odell beer before, but never the what is five this? barrel. Yeah, what kind of beer is that? It's a good one. It's just a standard pale ale. Pale? It's really good. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, hooked up my kegerator yesterday. Oh, okay. good for you. Nice. Now, you haven't left since, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no reason to go to the no. bars. I brought my couch over to it. Did you, <laughs> did you make... Uh, beer donations from New Belgium part of your grant uh, proposal? <laughs> you know, it's funny, and Odell's actually um, part-funded this program, too. Okay, um, great. That Every time that I go over and have a meeting with them, I come home with a case of beer. They, yeah. force, you, they just force you to take that so, beer, don't so, the, so you have a lot of meetings. <laughs> What's that? She a lot of you schedule- uh, hey, guys, this is Allie. Uh, look, we need to have another meeting. I'm uh, thirsty. <laughs> I have a lot of paperwork for you to fill out. 
Yeah. I mean, ask me how many times I've met with my actual advisor and how many times I've met with the brewery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet there's a huge difference there. Yeah. It's all gathering data. <laughs> yes, of course. You had to... You have to make a lot of pee if you're going to be planting all those hops. You need, you need to drink more beer. All right. Uh, so we've covered uh, what to do with the soil. What about getting the, the rest of the area ready to grow? Hops have to grow uh, high and tall, right? They do. They can grow up to 30 feet. Um, and, again, depending on variety, they usually don't produce any cones below 5 feet. Okay. So they need to be at least six feet tall. So I wouldn't be able to pick them then. <laughs> yeah, Doc, you're out, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys work on a, like a culturing a, like a dwarf? <laughs> dwarf hop? Hop and upside like, down? Doc hop. Yeah. Help out. Call it, call just give me a ladder. In China, the drum is that they have um, about a six foot tall uh, trellis, but then they run wires and a grid work across the top. And grow all the hops horizontally, yeah. And then all the the side arms with all of the um, cones fall down, and the people it's all hand picked there. All and, right. And um, they just go through, and they can just reach up and Good pick up know. off of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask about that actually. Uh, you know, does it affect the growth any to do it horizontally like that? It doesn't uh, change the production or anything. It does a little bit. They they want to always grow up vertically. Okay. So the horizontal. They need to grow vertically. Yeah, to to produce cones, they really need to grow vertically. But the less the way sustainability. That they grow is there's, <laughs> yeah, there's there's one single vine that comes up, and there's a lot of um, side shoots that come out. These could be up to four feet long. The side. Shoots. That's where the cones are produced. Okay. So those are meant horizontally, as long oh. as there's enough vertical growth. Now, for anybody that's planting these, I've heard they're very difficult to get rid of if you really want to get rid of them. You, like, yeah, even round up the work. <laughs> <laughs> So really? uh, be be prepared. Is that part of because the roots go so low, you can't just like you know chop them down and then they won't come back? Right, it's like a, it's like trying to remove a tree almost at that point. But oh. the difference is that they they die back below the soil each year, so all of the above part dies back and goes dead and dormant, and you cut it off. And below the soil, they store up like kind of like potatoes. They store up all their the reserves, okay. and then they'll grow back up here. So the ground is like the they're safe down there. You can't really get rid of them. So it's like having a kid. You just you, you, <laughs> you better be willing to like take care I of it for a know. while. You it's cut, a long-term commitment. You yeah, cut it long- back and lock it in the closet, and it stores up its energy. <laughs> yeah. And then when you open the door, boom, it bolts for the window, right? Is it's that what you're talking spring. about? Doc? It's just like that. Okay. Uh, so... Can you tell us about how to, you know, build a proper trellis? So we do we have to build this thirty foot tall, uh, you know, structure? No. Okay. No, um, pretty much. That's the thing. People overcomplicate hops. I feel, okay. and you know, home brewers are pretty complicated people sometimes too. So I've seen home brewers. <laughs> They're pretty simple build sometimes trellises too. Trellises in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Basically, hops grow up anything um, with a small enough diameter. They used to grow them on old tree trunks. Okay. So those are pretty thick diameter. But they, they, um, anywhere that you can hang a string down, 
that will grow up a, at least six feet tall. To the side of your house, possibly, or... Uh, yeah, run it. Um, a lot of people just nail it onto the roof and run a string down to the bottom and grow it up that. Um, a lattice work. Um, a lot of people put mm-hmm. it like those really pretty lattice arches. Um, so they're not like some they, vines with, that'll just climb on the wall. They have to have something to attach to? Right. They're technically called bind b-i-n-e um because they don't have the little hooked hair tendrils like grapes uh, do um so they need they just wrap around something and they have like they're pretty sticky so they'll stick to a string so the coarser the string better um if you have like a kind of a coarse twine like a hemp twine that's the best the crappy brown stuff <laughs> they'll, they'll grow up wire too so. okay so like I have um, I have some really old rotten lattice not not this uh, you know nice archway but so my hops grow up that up to my fence okay and then I have a string uh, nailed to the top of my fence to my roof so they kind of go up and then shoot over to over like a to the roof and it, and it works well you I can pi- pick them okay you're pitching a yeah, tent perfect. I can pitch in a tent now do they just uh, do they grow around the twine or something automatically or do you have to go out there and wrap it around the the twine or whatever yeah, you're using that's a good question you do you you um you anchor the twine down right um at the crown where they're gonna start growing up okay so if it's close enough they will find their own way up um usually it takes about two revolutions for them to start growing on their own and they always grow clockwise but um one of the big um in the large farms one of the big production times is you have to go around and train them so you have to go around and kind of wrap them and coax them around yeah see i think that when i grew them a couple years ago i think my hops were retarded because I would go out there every two days and wrap it around the thing. I come out the next day and it'd be, ha- it'd be jumping and hanging off the side. It would never figure out to go up the thing. You're going counterclockwise, maybe. Is it windy? Oh, maybe I was going. Did you mean uh, fertilize it for you? Uh, that could be its problem. In New Zealand, do they go anti-clockwise? Good question. Oh, yeah. Very good question. I think Time goes I've, backwards I've never there. confirmed that. <laughs> Nobody has. It's one of the world's mysteries. Like, how did Schumann's bonsai tree get planted in the backyard, and do hops grow backwards in New Zealand? These things will never be solved. It's his best left now, unsolved. Now, what about placement? Are you looking for a place that's, you know, direct sunlight all the time, um, you know, not too much shade? What, what are you looking for when you're placing these uh, trellises? Yeah, um, as much sunlight as you mm-hmm. can. They need at least 15 hours of sunlight in the summer. They really need more like 18. Wow. Um, that's oh. why they have to grow between the 55th and 35th latitudes. Justin doesn't um, even see that much sunlight. No. <laughs> I don't. And that kind of so, raises another question if it's in the direct sunlight, too, is that it could be 105 degrees where we live here. Um, so is that still yeah, okay <laughs> to be in the – is it still all right in the direct sunlight then? It's not too hot? Some varieties, um, the general rule is that aroma varieties are more sensitive to heat. So the lower alpha varieties, say like Willamette or Fuggles, those, or any of, the, any of the German or European varieties, out, they're not going to tolerate that kind of heat. But the high bittering uh, varieties, we get almost close to 100 here sometimes. And Again, Cascades, Chinook, and the, the newer American varieties that are bred for high heat, because up in Yakima, they get up to 105 sometimes. So mm-hmm. 
Okay. Here's another question. This is from one of our listeners about the the binds. Um, what he's asking is if the binds that aren't trained should we should we cut them? So is that to say that you've trained it around this, you know, uh, your your twine or something, and then you've got a bunch of just kind of hanging off? Is that what he means by untrained ones, guys? I'm trying to probably yeah. So should we yeah, cut off there's... anything that's not just going straight you have, up the you'll twine? You have a few come out of the ground that's yeah, you know, just kind of spread along yeah. the ground. And the, old, the older the hop, um, the more binds, the more sends up. They look like little asparagus in the spring, and you can get tons of them. But you really only want to put at least about two to three per string. Um, maybe don't usually don't put up more than six binds per plant. So you pick the six best. You stand those up, every other one's you cut back. And they'll keep growing, and they'll grow this huge, massive bush. And you still want to try to cut it back because of the fungal diseases. Any Anywhere that you have um, massive plant matter, it gets humid, and then the fungal... It, it's a bad area to start diseases. So okay. that's why I usually cut them back. And in New Zealand, they use sheep. They have the sheep come around. Yeah, they do. And they just eat all the foliage on the bottom and... Does the job for them. Water <laughs> Yeah, so we should. Uh, I mean, uh, cut off all the leaves and everything for that first five that foot of vine. No, 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 just cut the vines off at the bi- at the at the soil. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. I understand that. But then, of this one that you're keeping and that you're growing, since Allie said, "All right, you, you, hops don't even grow below the five feet mark." Should we chop off all leaves and everything on that first five foot of of vine? I don't think so. Not until it's been growing for a while. Yeah, that's, but that's when they should. get their energy, right? Allie. <laughs> yeah. If you live in a humid area that has fungal diseases, like in Colorado, we're so high and dry, we don't have any here. Mm-hmm. Or the we haven't seen any on hops here, I should say. Um, but the rule of thumb is to, tra- is to uh, prune two to three feet above the soil. Okay. And that's leaves and all. And the, the vines get pretty thick, about an inch diameter. So, you want them so like what they do up in Northwest is that they just spray herbicide all over and do it that way. Or you can have sheep. Sounds easier. Or you can just do it by hand. <laughs> That's the JP method. Yeah, I hand. bought a gallon of herbicide. I just poured one gallon on each plant. <laughs> why, why am I drunk? Because <laughs> you have to be to do something that retarded. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go. I, when I grew my hops, I used all organic uh, insecticide, which is basically soap. Maybe that's just, why they're retarded. Yeah. And how'd that work for you? Yeah, well, they, I don't see them growing. I grew great hops, actually. I just never harvested them. I just left them up there. So they looked, still grow. They looked so nice. And where are they now? Well, I never did my soil. I never did anything to them after that. Hop never watered it. Nothing <laughs> after that first year. I just let them die. Yeah, I, I grew hops. Yeah. I was happy. I succeeded. I didn't harvest them. I was yeah. like, I don't want to put myself through that disappointment again. I'm done. Yeah. I wonder if you water them again if they'll grow. You had a kid. He's retarded. I'm <laughs> yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, done. That didn't exactly. work. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just really happy. What a waste. Yeah. We're growing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, mu- how much do we have to water these? You did talk about having no standing water, but uh, I seem to recall having to water those little bastards a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially the first year. Too, okay. While they're growing. Yeah, um, feed they them, water cool, Yeah, quite a bit. Um, is the watering the same throughout the growth, or is it more at the beginning just to get them started? Uh, is it more at uh, when they're flowering, that kind of thing? Or is it just constant? pretty much a lot throughout um 
It also depends on, you know, how much rain you get, what time of the year, too. Um, well, but it's California. Year, definitely. We don't get any. It just, it just ends in April and we get none. So, <laughs> so the first year, you're going to say? First year, they do because they're growing and they're young roots that need quite a bit of water. And then after that, they do tend to need a lot of water. Um, and mid to end of June, or um, sorry, mid to end of July, when they're starting to flower. Okay. Even though they don't show it, they're using a lot of energy to produce all those flowers, and they'll they'll take up quite a bit of water and nutrients. Then. Okay. But is is there a rule of thumb with how much, uh, uh, like a gallon a day? Is there something you know that we could go by? There, unfortunately, not because it all depends on your soil, how sandy, clay your soil is, your humidity, or Temperature. There's so many variables. Just as long, pretty much as long as you don't have pooling overwater them to the point you're at damp soil at the bottom, you'll be fine. Okay. What's What's the best method? I mean, do, do you you know do like a, a drip method or do you have sprinklers on these? I mean, how do you? What's the best method? Um, definitely never do sprinklers because you don't want to have any water on to the actual leaves and the vines themselves. Oh, okay. That will, that's that's where the diseases really come. Okay. If you have wet foliage, then um, fungal diseases can breed really really well there. So the best, the ideal way is to always do drip, and it'll go directly into the roots, and um, none of it will be evaporated into the soil. And so you can use a lot less water that way. Okay, so if Chat uses that uh, little pink watering can that I got him, uh, <laughs> the flowers on with the one with the flower, that's the one. Yeah, okay. if he uses that, it'd probably be just fine, right? That's fine. Yeah, he prances from flower to flower. You see, Chad, you think I don't do you any favors? You think I'm not <laughs> trying to help a brother out? Good looking out. Yeah, see, that's good. You're gonna do just fine. With your little pink. Uh, that's out there. fine. And go ahead for homebrewers out there. Um, <laughs> I remember I was on the cover of one of the Northern Brewer art, um, catalogs recently. That they have if you're if you're um, chilling down your wart and you have a counterflow chiller, just mm-hmm. point the hose towards your hops. Oh yeah. Good incentive. Well, to kind of water your hops, start brewing. <laughs> That'd be great, Shat. We got that mud pit in our backyard right now. From all the, the water just goes right into the middle Brewed of the yard. Too much beer. It's yeah. gonna be a hop field. And now live on a hill too. Sounds yeah. like we need to hire strippers to come in after you guys brew and wrestle. I think so. That'd be a nice idea. Yeah. Or we could just wrestle. You know. Well, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, <laughs> I shaved. Uh, okay, so you mentioned uh, that that moisture on the the leaves and things is uh, a breeding ground for disease and it's stuff. A bad thing. Can we start talking about uh, diseases and pests and oh, things like that? What do we have to look for? Children, look out sure. for. I guess. Tell us where to start. Um, Chad needs to know. Number one on diseases is fungal diseases. Um, powdery mildew is a big one. That's pretty common on most garden plants. Uh, powdery mildew that infects hops, though, is no, you're going to have to say that again. I lost you there for a minute. Sorry. The powdery mildew that infects hops isn't the same exact powdery mildew that infects other plants. So, for example, I had weeds growing up my hops that were in, had powdery mildew all over them. That just like, they look like uh, they got sprinkled with powdered sugar. Okay. Um, kind of like little white fuzzy mm. colonies. But the hops are fine because they don't, they don't transmit, you know. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> So, if you're living in a region like Colorado, we haven't seen any powdery mildew here yet. 
on hops. So if you're living in a region that has grown hops before, if you're in Oregon, then you definitely need to watch out for that. Yeah. Now, um, if we get that, if we notice it, is it too late at that point, or what can we do? No, and the the, the way that fungal diseases work, it's just, it's just this little organism, this little colony, white fuzzy colony, or black if it's uh, downy mildew, that... It just grows and spreads and reproduces, and it'll produce spores, like pollen, that's blown through the air. The spore will stick onto another plant, start growing and, you know, spreading. It's like a little, just a horrible infestation. But if you can cut that off, you can just pretty much take off that leaf and that's burn what it. I was, I was thinking, can you go leaf, away? leaf by leaf and just take off what you see and you're in the right direction? That's, yeah, that's the best to control it better than any chemical or anything else you can do. But you got to make sure that you take it pretty far away and burn it or, you know, wrap no. it in a black, black plastic trash bag and Don't throw, throw it in your compost pile. <laughs> Don't throw it in your compost pile. <laughs> okay. Because it'll so just get right way. back on there. Right. And they'll show a lot of the, um, with the fungal diseases, powdery and downy mildew, they'll show up. They live in the soil, so when the first shoots come up in the spring, they'll just attack those first shoots, and all the spores will go on that and try to grow on them. And the shoots look like little stunted, withery things. So what can I spray on them? <laughs> Don't spray anything. Just pluck them <laughs> off and burn them. <laughs> and then um, that's why they also do um, the early season pruning is when the first shoots come up, usually they'll prune all those off because those pretty much harbor those spores. And then once the year goes on um, and it gets hotter, they can't really survive. So especially be keep an eye out early spring when they first come up. So just, just I mean, good sanitation practices, basically, just as in making beer. Or, or life. Exactly. It's the fungus, yep. Okay. Pretty much. Keeping them clean, keeping the weeds away, yeah. Yeah. Wash your hands, man. I'm pretty sure I've got quite a bit of penicillin left from the last uh, fungal thing I had. Uh, should I would it help to put that in the soil, or that doesn't make a difference? <laughs> probably not. Peeing no. on it would probably be even better. Would be better. Yeah. <laughs> Have a JP over. <laughs> Depends. I suppose. All right. Sounds what about? Like, um, uh, like it's a party. What about pests? Bugs. Don't pests. let don't let your kids near spider mites or yeah. Yeah, they're pretty common garden pests. Um, probably anybody listening is going to grow them in their garden. Pretty well. Um, garden pests, but the two big ones are spider mites and aphids. Okay. And um, those can be soap is one thing. Mm-hmm. Walk on them, hose yep. them off. They'll just knock right off. Just to hose aphids them off. Not. Yeah, aphids. The best thing is bugs. Always ladybugs, and those are pretty easy. You can get them in a nursery for, for a few hours up to a day, get them all dormant and hungry, and then release them onto your hops, and they'll just go crazy on those aphids and take them off. Oh, okay. Oh. Sounds like you treat spider mites like you treat hippies. <laughs> Hit them with a bunch of soap and hose them down. <laughs> I, I'm actually not good on this topic because I've never had to spray or do anything. <laughs> So what? What about the farmers? This is all from what I read. <laughs> what about the farmers in Colorado that you're working with? They don't have any problems with these kind of uh, pests getting on the plants there. No, man, they're all mellow because of the dry conditions. <laughs> <or>? <laughs> 
We don't. I've had an aphid problem, and I've had a grasshopper problem, actually. Okay. Um, But I wasn't there in time to catch it when in the early stages. But grasshoppers, we put out put out bait, and that works fine. Okay. Um. But no, we I I haven't had to really do anything. Yeah, because I've always wondered about that with the organic hop fields coming up because I know that, you know, I've heard about problems in the Pacific Northwest with with aphids Mm -hmm. and different stuff like that, so they have to spray. And I'm just thinking, God, how do you do that on a large scale and keep these crops clean if you don't want to use pesticides, you know? Well, even the aphids, I mean, once they're infested in the cones, there's no spraying or anything, right? You're pretty much... Yeah, you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. So it's <laughs> that's, just that's in your beer, <laughs> right? Oh, right. And can't I mean, if you have like a big basket full of hops and you throw in one that's full of aphids, I mean, you're screwed, right? It, it can spread that mold, right? Is that? Yeah. Well, the, the aphids they do shake out when you dry them. They do kind of shrivel up and dry, and they'll shake out. Like I've I've seen some on my screens before. Mm-hmm. Um. So you can get them out, but the problem with aphids is that's that they good. secrete a honeydew. And that brings in mold. And even common bread mold will grow on that honeydew, and it'll turn your cones all brown. And yeah. Mess. Aphid secretion. Brown cones. <laughs> it's terrible. Did it's Allie just tell me that there's a bunch of aphids in my beer? She did. You know, <laughs> I think she did, too. Well, how many gravity points do you get off an aphid? Excrement. Yeah. <laughs> off an aphid honeydew. Yeah, honeydew pale ale. Oh, <laughs> thanks for ruining my life, Allie. I have to think about bugs <laughs> every time I drink a beer. <laughs> the thing about the the organic in Pacific Northwest is that um, you know there's thousands and thousands. I don't know if you've been up to the Yakima Valley, but thousands and thousands of acres of just hops everywhere, hops and dirt. Mm-hmm. And then a farmer tries to put in six, ten acres of organic in the middle of his fields. Well, he's not spraying those areas, so all of the pests everywhere around are just flocking to that little oasis. Yeah, right. a place where they're not getting. Trump. Oh, I thought organic. Yeah, that's rough. Just organic beer just lost my vote. <laughs> like a safe haven. <laughs> but if if you're starting off, you know, if you're in your backyard, starting off any, pretty much anywhere outside of a major hot producing area, it's really easy to do because um, it's really easy to control that small amount, and they're not in the middle of a huge monoculture. Okay. If you have other different kind of plants around it, flowers, anything, then. Okay. You'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, nothing's going to cross-pollinate or anything weird like that. I mean, is there anything we need to stay away from in our backyard? No. Okay. No. The refinery. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be a good idea. Hops pollinated with daffodil flowers. Yeah. <laughs> daffodil hops. Okay. Well, that's good to know. We can just plant it anywhere then. Um, okay, i got to move us along a little bit because we've got a lot of other things to cover here. And I want to make sure that um, you can leave at a reasonable a- a hour, Allie. Um, okay. So I think we've done a pretty good job of growing our hops now and taking care of them as best we can. How do we know when it's time to harvest? Oh, that's a tricky question. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a really hard question. And the most common thing that I did the first year, I picked all my hops way too green, and they all the beer all turned out real grassy. <laughs> okay. Because I was so excited that <laughs> I thought they were ready and they weren't. But um, what kind harvest of wi- usually takes... Sorry? What kind of window do you have? You're talking about really green, and then I'm sure at the other end. So what, what kind right, of window? Right, at the other end, yeah, they get all oxidized and cheesy and skunky. 
Um, and you definitely don't want that in your beard. <laughs> so, Bob, what but, kind of what kind of window are we having here? Like two weeks, three weeks, two days? Usually, most Fridays. It, de- it depends. Most Fridays, at least, you have about a two week window Whoa. at least. Okay. Um, and also on the vine, they mature differently. So the ones on like three quarters of the way up the vine. They'll mature first, or even the top of the vine, they'll mature first. So the bottom of the ones, they'll be pretty immature, even in, like, still in the early flowering stages, where you'll have very mature cones on the very top. And what brewers get is pretty much a mix of the both. So if you're growing your own, you can pick throughout a Mm. few weeks. You can just pick a few here and there of the very mature areas. Oh, that's a good. Depending idea. on how tall taller they are, the the more spread you'll get too. So, okay. So if we pick those, can we freeze them, or uh, is that not good for the plant? If we, it is good. Um, it works. The, definitely want to you want to dry them down pretty dry, oh. and that's the, the probably number one mistake too is that you don't dry them quite all the way, and then you stick them in the fridge or freezer, and then they start molding. Um, or they get really musty, and it's just it's nasty in beer. Trust me, I've ruined plenty of beer with musty hops. Can you okay. over-dry them? Um, you can. What you what you want is the leafy glands that are pretty oily and resiny already, so it's not like you're going to ruin that aspect. But if you over-dry them, then the whole cone just shatters and falls apart, and then you lose all those glands, and you'll see it looks like little yellow yellow pollen so like my garage where i dried all my hops has yellow pollen all over the place <laughs> okay <laughs> so that's just, that up you're just losing yeah. all the good stuff i see that's the good stuff those are the crystals magic that's what you put in the vaporizer wrong plant let back up just to back up just a second because i'm not sure that we answered the a harvesting question ali um what are we looking for? So you say we've got this two-week window and that you, you know, you harvested yours too green. Well, what is it that we're looking for? How, how do I know what to, when it's time? Um, they'll start producing the leafling glands, the yellow, sticky glands, and they'll, they'll be pretty aromatic at first, but when, when they're at ripe, prime picking time, they're very, very pungent, really, really smell really good. Um, the whole cone dries out and gets a lot feels really papery and um it also gets a little bit lighter in color pretty much the plant is sucking out the water from that cone when it's maturing okay so um but and a lot of sources that the cone gets fluffier opens up but that's not true of a lot of varieties some of them get even denser or tighter so it's it's Honestly, it's it's by feel. I've tried to figure it out, try to put a <laughs> quantitative number on it, but yeah. So basically, we're experience. we're gonna screw it up the first time and just get over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I probably I I'd recommend don't do what I do and just pick them all mid August. <laughs> pick some, leave some, just. Just try to figure out. Maybe leave some all the way yeah. and see how far you can go. How, how about the first how, it's sacrifice? How about picking them? <laughs> uh, clip them, pull them. What's the best way to get them yep. off the vine? Just pull them off. 
um, pull them off with your hands. They'll pick off pretty easily. Okay. Best way to do it. And is there is there a certain like stickiness to the cone that will kind of tell you that it's ready too? Yeah, and it depends on variety too. Some varieties are real sticky, mm-hmm. um, real high alpha, real high oil size. Uh, CTZ varieties are just super sticky, but some lower alpha, lower varieties, some like lamb, they're, they're not very sticky at all. They're actually really light and fluffy. Tasty, is that true that some varieties are more sticky than others? Uh, some is very sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like we have to go through our garden and, and squeeze cones. Yeah, I'd be okay yeah. with that. As long as it's your garden. Yeah, it's okay. and my cones. Oh, shit, because I was going to go over to your garden, Doc. <laughs> Don't be squeezing my cones. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a place, because you're, you're talking about how it, it it sounds very varietal to figure out uh, when these hops are ready and, and what they're going to look like and what they're going to smell like and if they're dense and if they're not. Is there a place you know of, Allie, that we can go and look up this information, you know, if... So that if I've planted, say, Willamette and Cascade, there's a place that I could read about what they're supposed to smell and feel like? Um, it's, there's definitely any of the um, hop companies, Hop Union, Yakima Chief, they all have descriptions of it, each of their varieties. Okay. Anyway, and even the USDA website has a description of hop varieties. And you can go on there and they'll tell you when they mature, if they matured early or late. Um, you got, like... How how many oils? How many everything about them? And um, also, um, anywhere that you buy rhizomes, they usually come with a lot of information on that too. Okay, cool. Okay, and I'll move us back forward now again to uh, the drying of the hops and things like that. I had a question come through from a listener. And this listener says, you know, I've had some homebrew from brewers who make really great beer. And then I've had their beer that's made from homegrown hops, and it's usually not that good, is his opinion. <laughs> so his, his question specifically was, is there a special drying process or something that the industry uses that captures those really good qualities of hops that us homebrewers um, aren't doing? I mean, are we not capturing all those good stuff? Yeah, actually, a lot of the, the chemistry of hops, the, the flavor and aroma chemistry happens during drying, um, during the heating process pretty much um, cures all of those flavors, like the floral flavors and citrus flavors. So you can smell, so you can smell a hop on the vine. It smells different than when it's dried, and it smells even more different when it's been in the beer. Yeah. Um, so what they do typically is that they will kiln it at 140 degrees Fahrenheit um, and get it down to below 10% moisture. That's the key, to get it down below 10% moisture so that when you're storing it, they don't get any kind of mustiness, and that's the most common problem that um, people have with growing their own hops. Okay. But so, so 140... An a- what's that? Well, aver- let's like, say you take an average hop cone. How long at 140 degrees F would you have to like have it be to yeah, like eight hours? Get down to ten percent. Yeah. Like a week or overnight or what's the? See, 140 degrees is actually pretty high. They okay. found that so what the would you dry out is actually better. Um, probably 100 degrees would be just about right. right. A lot of people would. You can dry them outside in screens. You also don't want to dry them in any kind of light direct sunlight you want to have them shaded hmm. because um they'll they'll start oxidizing um so like artificial heat would be better than 
than like sunlight. Yeah. Like what I did, for example, is that I had an old futon frame and I bought some screen, just like window screen, and mm-hmm. spread that over. Got, <laughs> I gathered all of the space heaters that I had, about oh. three of them, huh? all the fans, little huh. house fans, and kind of made like a little hot room in my garage. And it never got above 90, but it was dry. There was air flowing. Air I never. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what, and how long did it take to, for them to dry? Um, that took about a day, okay. 24 hours. What was that carbon footprint like? Was <laughs> <laughs> it, like it like Bigfoot or what? Yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. Big feet with all those fans. Yeah. So w- would you, would you uh, recommend home brewers really use their hops more for like wet hop? Uh, you know, wet hop beers like put them in the last part of the boil? Or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, how hard is it to, to get a good quality product when you're drying at home? I've only ever used mine as a wet hop, so I don't. I've never dried before. I always recommend using wet hops. I mean, why not? You get to skip out on all the hard parts for one. Yeah, and sounds they great. So good. Yeah. <laughs> but if if you're trying to you know grow all the hops that you need for your entire year, then you definitely need to store them and dry them well, and it starts with drying. I can't tell you. I can't emphasize how much you need to get those below 10% moisture. So can you measure the moisture reduction by, like, the weight? Like, for instance, if you weighed the the freshly picked hops and then weighed the dried hops, you could. would that be a measure of the moisture content remaining? Yeah, and I desiccate that down in a um, food dehydrator. A lot of people that, use food I've heard dehydrators. Of that, yeah, right. uh-huh. um, on, even when I thought that they were completely dry, they they never were so always I'd, I'd say always try to over dry them okay good and you said that there's that but, good indicator if you if all of a sudden you have a bunch of yellow pollen hanging out on the floor you've gone too far right so you could right when you start to see <laughs> are that you like, are you, you like scooping stop. that up with a credit card <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Her garage floor is a mirror. What's the talk? <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my, my boil kettle. My lupulin glands are all over the place. Yeah. I have a question from the chat. Does it have to be um? Does it have to be hot? Shut up, JP. Does it have to be hot, or can you dry them over an air conditioning vent? Oh, I see. Yeah. What would be a heating vent? Be a heating um, vent. they they, they won't really well, air dry. Air conditioning. They, they just won't. Yeah. They won't dry fast enough in air conditioning. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've, um, se- I've seen plans for uh, multiple stacked racks. Uh, <laughs> that you just use a um, window screen, like a stacked window screens. Right, you can take and all the screens off the house and and blow an air up through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, hair dryer yeah. or whatever uh, to to heat the air and blow it through that. Yeah. That's okay. perfect. Why not put it? Why not put it in the oven? Uh, too much heat. One hundred, one hundred and forty. Um, yeah, just leave it. Leave hot. it in your hot car. <laughs> I think my car Humid, gets though. 40. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah I, could, yeah, I could see, especially like a month later, you get pulled over by the cops. All right, son. Yeah. Where's all the pot? <laughs> no, see, hops. I've been drying my hops. <laughs> I, I, there was Terrence, Terrence, it. I was Terrence listening would to the show, it. and they Columbus. told me to dry it in the car. It, it, call Allie. Come on, bro. Look, man, come on. <laughs> no, seriously, come on. Allie Ham, yeah. Colorado. <laughs> she told us how to grow this stuff. <laughs> Right. Now, what about sanitation after you, you pick the hops and you're you're drying these out? I mean, is there anything that we need to do to uh, protect, say, the hops or like like you know, squirt some of that hand? I mean, yeah. Is there anything on it? the way we handle it that we have to be careful on sanitation wise? You always have to be careful when you handle it, Jen. Well, well, there are no 
no human pathogens survive in beer, so beer will never kill you. Um, <laughs> but the beer part. You got, I mean, those hops, and we all know how you use them, they're going to go straight into your beer, especially if you dry hop them. Mm-hmm. So the cleaner, obviously, the cleaner you can be, the better. Um, I, I, I don't know. The way that they do it, Last they had people stepping all over them, yeah. birds crapping on them. It's oh. just it's it's pretty dirty and messy. Right. Um, How's that, Justin? Oh, don't tell yeah. us this. I, can I rub <laughs> Can I rub hand sanitizer all over my hops yeah. before I use them? Will that the first. Or the inside of your beer glass? <laughs> Will that be all right? I, I, the, the number one thing, um, along with you know spraying pesticides or anything on your hops, you don't want any kind of chemicals on your hops because that can really affect your brewing process or yeah. your foam stability per, per se. Right. You spray insecticidal soaps the day before you harvest. Well, you're gonna kind of have some soap residue, and good point. That's not gonna be good. Yeah. So you you just kind of think, well, whatever you put on the cones is gonna be in your beer. And, what do you want in your beer? Is it going to be boiled off? Yeah. Or is it not? Maybe my hops were retarded because I was out there spraying Lysol on them every day. <laughs> Did you open them up the, up the vines with hand sanitizer? Yeah. Did you walk around them five times clockwise too? Or? They grew yeah. faster. Be like, don't worry, guys. I'm just trying to keep it clean. I had to cough four times and blink hard nine times, mm. and then I did it twice. We're taking organic to a whole yeah. other level. That's right. All right. Um, okay. Well, you know, I'm interested in the in the, the drying of the hops because it, it, that's I, always, I, I that's always have, the thing. I don't have that many uh, good wet hop beers. I mean, they're interesting because they're, and they're always like a, a bunch of them around a certain time of the year. Yeah, I'm not. But, I'm not a big but fan. I'm not a big, at harvest time. They're just, I, maybe I just can't develop a taste for it because I only get them like once a year. Yeah, but I'm not. A, you know, they're okay. But uh, so you want to dry them? I want to dry them so I can actually you know make them and make a beer and repeat the beer and like, yeah. make it again. Well, it sounds to me uh, from Allie like this this sort of hundred degree range, you yeah. know, and with it, with some dry uh, moving air going around it right. for twenty four hours, right. will get you right there. Then we start storing, storing them like we do the rest of our hops, you know, nice cold or fr- freeze frozen, them, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Vacuum seal them sure. probably yeah, if, if you can air. if you've got. The are you, are you flush them with nitrogen? Yeah, or whatever sure. you got. Are you Don't growing oxygen in there? My what? Are you growing hops? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> special hops. Special strain. Yeah. I'll, I'll build you something so you can dry it. How's that? There you go. Doc's oh, well, we know that's, maybe that's what we need is like a community dryer. Yeah. Well, I'll, br- I'll bring our Kill. harvest in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that. Yeah, yeah I'll good. bring some lentils over and we can all eat non and yeah. the hippie. <laughs> Measure our it. footprints. Allie gets it. Okay. okay come on. Uh, she did. Commune. Never. Here's some other questions I had from the listeners um, that I didn't fit in throughout the show. Um one of our listeners uh, wants to know, he says, I got a question about the, the rhizomes. Um, can, when we buy these rhizomes, can we store them in the fridge for a few weeks, or is that too humid for the rhizomes? Maybe he could buy them now, but he can't plant for another few weeks or something. You can. You The longer you store them, the less chance that they'll actually survive. Okay. So I've I've stored rhizomes in the fridge for a few weeks and planted them and they died. Oh, okay. Uh, or they actually never; they were already dead. But um, that's killer because I think <laughs> that they were already stored in the fridge at the where the warehouse before I got them for a few weeks. Yeah, so it's you their fault. About yeah. How, well, it's gotta figure what <laughs> actually come out of the ground. So you can right. always ask wherever you get your rhizomes. Ask them when were these dug up. 
And you know, and is, is there a, a yeah, JP, some kind of insurance policy you can get on these things? Yeah. <laughs> no, Plant we, six a hill and then right. over plant. Okay. <laughs> we say clearly on that's the more beer. We're hearing you there, Allie. Thanks for that. We say clearly that these are living plants, and yeah. we do inspect them when they come in, but we cannot guarantee that they will grow. So we recommend getting two mm-hmm. varietals or two rhizomes per varietal. Well, but this uh, is not Osh. We don't, we don't guarantee six. they're going to survive. What? Uh, That's true. How much do they cost, Jipper? It's not Home Depot. Uh, Four ninety nine, I think they're up to now. Okay. So five bucks. Yeah. See what they're oh, doing wow. to us, Alec? And yeah. <laughs> she goes, "That's a lie." Isn't thirty it? bucks. Thirty <laughs> bucks a hill, high. baby. Hey, uh, she just adjusted her six some, number. Send some extra to Arinda. We'll pick them up over there. Mike's house. Right. Yeah. Here is another rhizome question from a listener, though. Um, she says uh, there are bigger rhizomes that you can purchase uh, from Hop Jumbo. Union. Everything's yeah. bigger. Oh, they're uh, typical females. She wants to. It's not the size that matters. Yeah. JP's so bitter. Uh, so she wants to know: Are they just? Um, are they older? Uh, rhizomes will they produce more, more hops quicker? Is it, <laughs> is it worth the purpose the purchase? <laughs> Pretty much all are underground lateral. They're pretty much like branches, but they're underground. Yeah, and they grow. They'll grow way out beyond five feet from the original crown of the plant. And each of those, they'll have nodes on them. So when they harvest the rhizomes, someone will come dig them up, and then they'll cut them in sections. Uh-huh. And the way that they've been doing it recently, because of the whole hop shortage and whole craze of everybody growing hops, is they're cutting them in smaller and smaller and smaller uh-huh. sections. So, um, so they get still charging in. us four bucks. And so make sure the nodes are up. Five bucks. Right, exactly. So what you want, what you're looking for, it's not even the size of the rhizome, it's how many nodes you have. Yeah, the nodes. And and a node is basically uh, the part of the plant that is going to grow a shoot and root. I've seen that question a few times. uh, Which way do I plant it? Uh, But it's nodes pointing towards the sun. Put them, you can put them... Vertically, put them horizontal. Oh, all, horizontal. That will, because that, that's how they're naturally growing, is that they're the horizontal, hmm. underground branches, basically. Is, so is they that, run horizontal. And the no, from the node, one point will go up to be a shoot. One point will go down to be the root. And so when I say plant six rhizomes, well, if you get a rhizome that only has one or two nodes on it, you know, it's really the amount of nodes you want to put when you're planting, not so many of the rhizomes. So it's hard to tell. Depending on your source, you know, some people are putting rhizomes on the internet for five bucks a rhizome, but that's only two nodes, and then they'll sell the jumbo that's five nodes. Where someone else might sell a rhizome that is five nodes and not call it a jumbo. So you should probably call ahead and see how many nodes you have. Yeah. Right. It does sound like a good idea. No, don't do do that. Like I do, go to B three. Go through. No, do not call. No, do not. Please, do not call and say how many nodes do you have? Yeah, because uh, (laughs) not all retail shops can go back and spend the time looking. Yeah, I can't. Retail shops now. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this, JP. If uh, so, I'm local to more beer. Obviously, if I go in there, am I allowed as a customer? I'm allowed to hand pick my rhizomes. Yeah, you can look at my notes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. See, my doctor told me no. But, you know, you have to be supervised. You can't just be touching notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
Actually, there's a hole that we Arinda, stick the node through. My, my Arinda friend, he got his origins from more beer. He did, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. See, I like your Arinda friend, Mike. He sounds like a good stand-up <laughs> gentleman. Yeah. He's not like Doc, all snooty and shit. No. Actually, I don't even live in... I live above Moraga. <laughs> yeah. I'm so far above Arinda, I'm above Moraga. I live in Moraga Hills. Yes. Uh. I'm actually on Mount Olympus. Is <laughs> my nickname for my house. Uh, when are we going to get spinners on your Hummer, Doc? Speaking of uh, classy Doc, I want to put spinners on there. Yeah, well, the conference is coming to Oakland. I wasn't going to mention that because of my carbon footprint. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the cat's out of the bag. Hey, you know what? The the Prius has a bigger carbon footprint. I've heard that. I read that. Yes. Okay, uh, Allie, I think I've gone through our entire outline. So unless anybody here in the studio feels that we didn't cover anything, or if you have any special industry you know, trade secrets that you you feel we haven't covered, Allie, feel free to throw those out. Otherwise, I can let you go. Uh, or you no. can hang out. Okay. Got you covered. <laughs> you know, I, I I had a question about you know after the harvest and everything, and you're going into the winter time. Do these things just die off and come back in the spring? How does that work? Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, they'll die off, and you'll get the the vines will be really dead, and just cut those off. We shouldn't just cut them off right after we harvest and just get a, get it over with. We have to wait for them to die. No, you should wait for them to die because actually. They look like they're dying, the above ground part, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're actually just bringing, sucking down all of their nutrients and water and resources back down into their roots. Okay. So, so how, would, how would they, they know that these were anything else that was dying around this house? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're all life suckers around here. All the plants are dying. That's a good question, Chad. I actually had thought about that, too, about whether or not you d- you're supposed to chop it or, yeah. I just, I just cut my dead binds uh, last Saturday. <laughs> they, How last do year. you have dead binds? Oh, from last year. Yeah, that's oh. my third my His Christmas third lights are still up. Yeah, but I didn't even put them up. That's how lazy I was. But, I mean, they were still, like, dead around the trellis and everything. <laughs> I see. And you just went out and got it all chopped down. Oh, well, uh, you know, I've watched enough Lost. I think I'll go out and do something. (laughs) Right. That was my uh, 10-minute move around. And then you went back for another episode of Lost. (laughs) And then I got back in my But you know what? Now it's daylight savings time. You're going to have to go outside a little Mm -hmm. more often. Not really. He just has to get uh, heavier blinds. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to go for the powder look. (laughs) Without all the kid touching, though. <laughs> okay, Allie, I really appreciate you spending time to teach us about how to grow hops today. Thank you very Thanks, much. Allie. Thank you. So Bel- you believe it or not, we learned something. We did. And yeah. I <laughs> good. <laughs> I wish you luck in your non-student uh, career now as a as Thank a hop you. grower. Are you going to it. are you going to try to stick around in the beer industry? Yeah, I'm going to stick around and do more hop research. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. All right. Good. Ever, ever coming back get- to California? What's that? Ever coming back to California? Oh, I'm I'm sure I will. I'm my whole family's back there. I'm back there a few times a year. Okay. Well, <laughs> stop by and see us. You can come check out uh, the the hops that I've been peeing on all year. Chad's hops. <laughs> and, uh, check out the my dog too. Okay. Oh. So, so what kind of dog do you have? <laughs> I have a border collie and Australian shepherd. All right, noisy little. Fuckers. Sounds like, a, <laughs> sounds like a dog you would have in Colorado, too. You know? Yeah, yours is quiet, just smelly. Yeah, mine's, yeah, mine are quiet, but they do stink. All three of them. Okay, Allie, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Allie. Yeah, seriously. Right, thank you. with you. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.
There you go. Allie Ham spending some time with us. She was great. She Very was cool. fun, man. Yeah. She 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 gets it. Yeah, she got the show. She does get it. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. Gets the whole deal. And uh, lots of information about growing yes. hops there. And we have yep. done a hop growing show before, and you can look back at our shows and do that. But I think. But not like this. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of uh, details. On broken uh, ground. Yeah. I, I, the way we've done it before was from a very professional grower's perspective. And I mm-hmm. think Allie had a nice uh, home, grower, uh, home grower touch to it. Uh, she was very homegrown. Yeah. Which uh, which tasty likes? Yeah, uh, I think she's got an article coming out in Zymergy too. I already read oh yeah, it. the next Zymergy. No, I, I already, if it ever came I, out, I read it. Oh, okay, there you go. It came out Saturday. Oh, it's this yeah. one here Saturday. I thought. Why didn't you give her a plug while she was on the air, Doc? Because uh, uh, um, uh, Chad here kept quoting from her uh, her, her uh, whole article. From the oh really? Much, yeah. Oh, I haven't even seen Accidentally. it. Accidentally, oh. yeah, you did. You must have. Cause no. Yes, you did. And you <laughs> planted the tree, didn't you? I thought it was coming out next. Uh, that no, issue. it's just hitting our, our homes now. Yeah, it's, it's huh. now hitting. It's hitting now. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, just heard about. It. They get they get advanced copies in Moraga. Yeah, wow. <laughs> hand delivered by Ray Daniels himself. <laughs> Much sooner than Arinda. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I got Facebooked by a. Uh, Papazian, so I'm good. He knows, oh, I, li- yeah. he knows I live in Moraga. He's reached a new level. Yeah, it always <laughs> That's a generic ping. Oh, yeah, ping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a few things left to cover, but you're going to want to stick around. We're going to do our raffle, our more beer donation giveaway when we come back, giving away a Jamil-style Whirlpool chiller. Stick around to see if your name is drawn. Also, we got to give away some Belgian candy sugar, so a few things left to do. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus eight. I pour it. Sorry, looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks! Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-Alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here! We're in the middle of a brew session! Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really, uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y-Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. And barrel porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. The Brewing Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded home brewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, Can You Brew It? The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. What's funny is, Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a short beer. Short beer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the- yeah. 
the home of Live Beer Radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Okay, boys and girls, welcome back to the program. Got a few things to wrap up. Going to do our more beer donation giveaway, Jamil Style Whirlpool Chiller. If you donated five bucks or any increment thereof, then you got your name or names in the hat. If you're a uh, recurring donator, you know, for even as little as two bucks a month, then uh, your name is in that hat automatically. And it's in there every month. Uh, You can post in the forum. uh, I think that there's a thread under the Beer Radio Forum about uh, things that you guys would like to see uh, raffled off each month. I was going to say that when we ask. Yeah, we have. And there's a list of things in there I've been going through. We've done a couple of them. Of course, we did a conical first. Yeah, nice. It's a good idea, Doc. People wanted the keg system, so we gave away the keg system. <laughs> I uh, thought we were leaving it up to Justin Those are all to cool. decide. That would be a very dumb idea. Uh, we've given away the chiller. More than uh, you know. We're doing that right now, uh, or today anyway, uh, just a few minutes. Hey, um, hey how about a uh, filtering setup? Would that be nice? Uh, you're all about the filtering. Well, then we'd have to te- did I say that? Oh. Then we'd have to teach everybody how to filter. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it my tip sheet. No. They'll know exactly how to do it. Tasty filtering strips, color, and flavor. You got tip sheets? That's a brew more beer, too. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is, is there a two sheet spread? The two sheet spread, yeah. Tips. Yes, I, have tips. I need a two-sheet spread. If you know All right, well, we'll think of something. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll give away something next month. They're gonna do it every month, so you can go to the. Wow. You know, th- it's really for you guys, and more beer has been generous enough to do it. So really, speak up if there's something that you want to see given away. And the idea is, and more beer knows this, and that's that we need the support. But this is a way that uh, you don't have to feel like you're just kind of tossing money at something that's abstract. You can possibly win something uh, out of it. So if you've got ideas of things you want to win, then you know, uh, put them in the form there and. Uh, sign up to be a member because you get in there automatically. Somebody is going to get a free chiller uh, today. All right, we've got this uh, beer in front of us. It's a listener beer. Who sent it? Do we? Was it all? Was all the information included in the bucket? It wasn't. No, no we right. had to. We had to ascertain everything about the bucket. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I think I have this information in an email, but I'm going to make a rule right now because uh, it just gets very difficult. We've done this before um, where I've, I've asked that you guys, you have to label every bottle that you send. You have to put your name on it. And the thing, we, we love being able to try and evaluate your beer, but when beer shows up that's faceless and nameless, there's nothing we can do about it except for taste it and tell somebody out there in the ether what right. their beer does or does not taste like. Right. Guess, so, guess that beer. So please, uh, I'm just saying uh, any other beer that comes through that's unlabeled, um, you know, we're, we're not going to do it on the air. We're not going to talk about it. It may get drunk. It may get tasted. Uh, yeah, but you We want to be able to give more information. And if we don't know where it's even coming from. Well, like I've got a bottle of beer we're drinking, but there's no label on it. It says what it is. Is there a so, style or anything? It's yeah. from Washington. Ross Roberts. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the return sender, but I don't know uh, okay. what the beer is. Or Here's what I got. I do have an email from here. Uh, it's his name. Yeah, C.S. Roberts is his. Uh, so we'll just call him Roberts. Where's Ross? Says he forgot to print out the recipe and include it. Uh, looks like maybe he sent me a link for it here. Not got a 404 error, so uh, no link to his recipe or anything like that. No boy, no. So yeah, that's uh, just so you guys know. Uh, this is the last time we're, we're putting a beer on the air that doesn't have a name with it. Uh, you guys just just put a label on the bottle, and then it helps us help you. Um, Flew us in. Otherwise, we're just going to drink them. Uh, outside. Right, well, we could well, as long as we're like got it in the glass. Yeah, so at least we know whose it is. You got it in a glass, and uh, so what? Strong Scotch Is that what it is? Is that what you guys think it is? I think so. It's strong. 
Yeah. Barley wine, he's almost yeah, like. English, English barley, barley wine. wine yeah. English barley wine. Yeah. That's what I got. <clears throat> smells real sweet. I haven't tasted it. Uh, uh, Melanoidins, to me, yeah. it seemed like more like Melanoidins, a uh, lot of alcohol. Yeah, that's true. Real sweet from the alcohol. A little oxidized, right? I, I I don't. Yeah, but you know that's where I get the it's barley clean. wine from. Yeah, that's. Um, but I, I, I'm not getting blood off flavors or anything. No, I, I, it's, clean beer. It's very spicy. Yeah. To, it almost tastes like uh, cinnamon yeah. or something is in here. Yeah, yeah, it's a little spicy in the finish. But, but it, could, uh, that could be whatever hops he is, spicy, which we yeah. don't know. So finish is dry enough, I think. Not like you know, totally sweet, a little cheesy. Anyone get an oxidized? Yeah, well, yeah, cheesy, age, I'm getting aged out. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a sherry kind of note to it. So it's it's. Uh, right. Are these homegrown hops? I wonder. I don't know. Is that him, Bebo? Justin, yeah. chime in here. All right, here we go. Get questions you're going to be answered. I uh, just trying. I think we got him on the line here. Good. Uh, Roberts, is that you, brother? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's happening? I think we're a little chat lagged, but. Ah, okay. No, we just uh, we just <laughs> started uh, chat lagged. I didn't label it, and I'm a horrible person for that. You are a horrible you person. Know, I hate if, you. Yeah. If you were Don't here, we would have been beating you upon the head and face. No, glad you're here. Now you can help us out. It'll make the evaluation worthwhile. So we've already tasted a little bit. I don't know if you were able to hear that, but um, uh, what style of beer is it? We were uh, guessing uh, between strong Scotch ale and uh, English barley wine. Well, you know what. What's funny is I brewed it originally as a double rye PA, okay. but it did turn out like an English barley wine, I think. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet, like a English uh, barley wine. Yeah, it doesn't have the hop, the bitterness uh, to be that to be the IPA. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah I didn't taste any. And, and I don't have enough of the phenolics to be. Uh, or sp- maybe that's where JP's getting the spice. I think that's where I'm getting that's the spice is that rye. Uh, I was say with rye. rye. But I'm not getting enough of it to be like, who is rye? No. Yeah. Nor enough like malt to be a barley wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. What happened to the hops? Oh, it's my Where'd first they go? brew. Oh, it is? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, for your first brew, it's great. Really? Thank yeah, it's you. clean I, beer. Yeah. No, it's very clean. Yeah, I went into it expecting it to be horrible, so when it was drinkable. It's not horrible. No, we're drinking it. It is drinkable. <laughs> That's how JP yeah. and I, by the way, go through life. Uh, every day is going to be horrible, and it turns yeah. out not so bad. Yeah, like tonight, I was like, I gotta go over and see fucking Joe. Well, hope yeah. it, it's gonna be awful, and it was not it was so close bad. to that. It was, it was. But it wasn't awful, awful. <laughs> no, but no, uh, this, this is actually pretty nice. Did you? So. Is this a, a kit, or did you design the recipe? Okay, um, I bought. I, uh, did you mess this up by yourself? Heaven no. forgive me. I bought a Mister Beer kit. Uh huh. Okay, and that's then all right. I took the can, the what pale West pale that comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> And I added uh, in this other recipe I found on the internet with like uh, some some um, steeped specialty grains like some um, some honey malt, uh, some wizen DME, some extra light LME, um, some saws. I do wait. I know I put Simcoe pellets, Amarillo pellets, and. Uh, Cascade whole hop. Hodgepodge. You just threw some. You found some stuff. You threw it in there. Well, kitchen sink. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, the hops yeah. disappeared somewhere. Definitely. And partly, I wonder the uh, maybe the condition of those hops and 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 you know uh, if they were good yeah, hops. I, I bought them at Ace Hardware. What? Yeah, we have. <laughs> That's probably we have a brewing store at our local Ace. Where are you? Where do you live? I live in Yakima. You're in Yakima, which, yeah. Yeah, which is a so I'm probably going to be excommunicated for. Well, you made us not use enough hops, is what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit under hopped, is what I'm thinking. How old is this beer? Um, It's like 
just a couple weeks past the six, uh, you know, the six, four to six weeks for carbonating. Yeah. It's probably, oh. you know, I, I think I started brewing it originally in late December, early January. Well, this is young as far as strong beers go. And, uh, yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, and on one side of it, yes, it's, it's young for uh, strong beers. But it's very young and not have enough hop characteristic yeah, to carry it through off, for yeah. the next six months. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I messed up so like so. My first off, I'm brewing it in my back room in the laundry room, and I I'm putting it on a hot pad on a heating pad to keep it warm. Okay. And well. then I left it on while I I work at a beer shop and I left it on while I went to work. I forgot, and it got up to like ninety. For probably a couple hours, until I came back, <laughs> cut it off, freaked out, <laughs> and then I left. I think I left it on the yeast bed for too long too. Okay. It's it's really we not, call that beer abuse. Yeah, but it's really not a bad beer. Uh, but for being let's let's call it an English barley wine. And uh, Justin said that you know there's not enough hops right now. And if you want to age this thing out another year, there's never going to be enough hops in another year. Yeah. So um, it's just going to get sweeter and sweeter. It's going to get sweeter and sweeter. So drink it all now. It's, I'm just trying to figure out. I think it's pretty decent right now. I'm just trying yeah, to figure good. out how a guy who lives in Yakima and works at a, 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 a homebrew shop, a beer shop. In the, no, no, regular bottle shop. Yeah, oh, a bottle, bottle shop. shop. Okay. I see. Okay. And I, I well, know the shop you're sense. referring to, the uh, hometown Ace Hardware, right? Yeah, 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 they're they're just starting nice. to get into yeah. it because they're they're in there. They have all the hop connections, so I think they're they're starting a little homebrew okay. side process because there isn't any. There's no homebrew shops in that area. Okay, so no, I, I think it's a great thing. Hour and a half. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, nice. now that you let me ask you this: now that you've done the Mister Beer Kit version, which uh, I think is a, is actually fine. It's a cheaper way to figure out if you like brewing. Are you ready now to? I mean, did you enjoy yourself and you're ready to brew another beer? Um, definitely. Okay. You I'm, waited too I'm, long, I'm, though, for, to say that. Oh, sorry. I, I, already, <laughs> I already have... Um, Unbelievable. It, I'm getting echo from the other room where I oh. have it on the computer. I'm listening to well, myself. Listening oh, you got to not listen to yourself. Yeah. But, uh, no. Um, Bad. Oh, for sure. I actually already have a glass carboy, two five-gallon fermenters. I just don't have the area to clean all that equipment, you know? I see. You can, your so wife won't let you use the kitchen? I do, I do use the kitchen. Just yeah. like I'm in the utility sink, right. you know, just splashing all over myself, making a foolery. Okay. Get, get out of the sink and put your carboy in there, <laughs> yeah, no. and then then you'll have room. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. do it. You Easier made you made an too. awesome first beer. I'll tell you that right now. You made an yeah. awesome. Yeah, this first is a beer. this is a fine drinkable beer. I like it. Yeah. Great. Uh, that's but, what I, that's but don't don't think you need to age this at all. For, yeah, yeah. This uh, is drinking me up. No, I, I have two bottles. Two bottles left. Oh, okay. So you've been enjoying it then. You're having a good time. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been giving it Probably to tonight. Good. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think I will. For the most part, there's a lot of recipes on the internet, but uh, uh, just as many bad ones. I would stick to like the Brewing Network form and a couple of other forms, uh, Northern Brewer form and, and More Beer form, and get recipes, for, you know, tried and true recipes from guys who've been doing it a long time that you have contact with. Um, yeah. You know, there's a few, there's a few collection sites that... You can just read the recipes, and they're just awful. Oh, Not so. to mention, of course, brewing classic stuff. We need stops. to talk a little bit about <laughs> well, your sure, packaging. Sure, books. <laughs> well, I don't know. Pickle Bucket's pretty red. And I don't know him well enough smell? to talk about his package. Pack- packaging, man. Tell people what you sent this in. Yeah, so what's t- on the inside that counts? Tell us how you sent beer. Okay. All right, so I took a, a five-gallon pickle bucket from the sub shop I work at. Oh, okay. 
I scrubbed it out relatively well. I also work at FedEx, so I know how the packages are going to be. How many jobs you got? Yeah, Jesus, where, where don't you work? I, I have three jobs. Three okay. jobs. It's like uh, Jamaican, that that's so, what I've been uh, counting up to, yeah. Three yeah. jobs, Mom. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and so I took, I put some uh, cardboard in the bottom. Uh-huh. I took my uh, my Mr. Beer plastic one liter bottle, put it in the center, mm-hmm. and then surrounded it by the other four bottles, and then interwove bubble wrap, also uh, interspersed with uh, a ripped up copy of Celebrator Beer News. And also, and then, oh, and then I put and a what else? shirt on top. Yeah, a flannel, a flannel uh, uh, jacket type of a shirt that uh, Sam will now be including in his wardrobe. Yeah, he's going to. No, he will not. No, and Why the, not? the whole thing smells like what? Pickles. Yeah. It's a pickle pickles. Shirt. You did not wash this out <laughs> at all. I did. I think I found a pickle in the bottom. Hey, so you know, Sam's, Sam's going to be wearing this thing. It's flannel. It's green, and it smells, <laughs> it smells like, pickle. like pickles. <laughs> yeah. And Tasty goes, "Well, you could just take it home and wash it." And Sam goes, "Wash it." <laughs> I like pickles. Oh, I would consider it an honor. <laughs> You know, Sam's Sam's like Zoidberg from Futurama. I hate he's just a scavenger. Anything anyone you know find, yeah. oh, I don't want this. He's just there grabbing it. Are you, are you gonna take that? Yeah. You want you gonna take the bucket too, Sam, for something? Yeah. Did everything no. survive? Everything yeah, survived. It was a great. He, he literally did say, "Why do I want to wash it? It smells like pickle." We're having one of the commercial beers you sent us. What is? What are we drinking? Cloud- so uh, what the, uh, what's just Brookside? Brookside beer. Uh, I think it's a Mersion. I think it is. That's what the, that's what Beer Advocate has it listed. That's what they'd like to say. As far as yeah. the style, Merton. Hmm. I, I don't know. It's a really like pale lager. It's a yeah. little tiny brewery that brews only two beers. It's in an old mining town. Roslyn, Roslyn Brewing Yeah, company. I really. What do you guys think of those? Well, it's really well attenuated. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you could pass yeah, the bottle good. down here. I, I can try. It's some. nicely malted. Well, it's dry. You got to like drink your first beer. Very dry. Don't tell like me what lager. I have to do. Um, what I don't have. to I wouldn't call it a Merton. But, uh, yeah, that's that. They don't. They just you know, call they can call it anything. Thank they you very want. much. Yeah, they just call it a light lager, and, a, and the Roslyn's the dark lager. Hmm. And you mix them together, and you get a Brooklyn, and it's delicious. Oh, what, what do they call the the dark one, the light one? Just the dark one. The dark one. I mean, it's, it says on Beer Advocate again. Beer Advocate's just making <laughs> shit up, and they just call it a. They call it a dunk, uh, a dunkel. I think it's called a mulatto, Doc. I, I was hoping for a joke here, but he wasn't helping me. Yeah. I know. All right, brother. Well, thank you for setting in the beer. Keep uh, keep brewing because That's you did a, you did a good job. And uh, I like it. the flannel on the pickle jar really capped it. It really did. Yeah, yeah Jack. It's not from a dead hooker, is it? No, 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 oh, okay. no. My dad gave it to me. Oh, all right. And I didn't need it anymore. So this he, is a really I good beer. You don't know where your dad got it, though. It could be from a dead hooker. Yeah, he outgrew it. All right. Well, yeah. Sam will be enjoying Sam's it. You can know uh, he was he was feeling chilly tonight, and Got a pickle uh, jacket. Now he's as snug as a bug in a rug. Good. Well, uh, <laughs> snug as a pickle in a bug. Ho- hopefully, pack it all on hops next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Thanks very much. Keep brewing. Thank you. Cheers. All right, there you go. That's Robert. So, yeah, if you want to send us beer, just shoot chat and email chat at brewingnetwork.com. He'll tell you where to send it, and just make sure you label all the bottles and everything with your each individual bottle, because if you want it put in the fridge and stored properly, it's getting taken out of the box and put among uh, you know a dozen other beers. So if you want us to be able to talk about it, put your name, what kind of beer, as much info as you can on each individual bottle. I'm putting myself then, out here, but... Um, of course, more than happy to taste it. I'm going to post a, uh, a form to fill out on the web somewhere, okay. on the forum. 
uh, maybe even somewhere on, you want on the homepage. Oh, a bottle label. So Great. you can download it, print it off, Great. send it with your beer. Beautiful. Chad's going to take it. care of that. He's all over it. Sure he is. All right, I like to see that. Okay, couple so things. So we're done, right? So got to do go some right giveaways. Now? We're out of here? No, nope, you oh. wish. Oh. Giveaways. Oh. Uh, i got two different ones to do. Uh, we're going to do our raffle right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw. Before we do that, I'm going to set up our uh, Belgian uh, candy sugar giveaway. Tonight's oh. easy, Which but I am going to ask this, okay? For the Belgian candy sugar giveaway, I don't want the chat to answer the question in the chat. If you want to win Belgian candy sugar and you have the answer, then call in with the answer. That's the way this is going to work. If you've already won candy sugar and you know the answer and you're in the chat, shut your fingers and let other people be able to call in. Use the 888-401-BEER number because we want to give away uh, the Belgian candy sugar to somebody who hasn't tried it yet. And we want to make it fun and interesting and we want people to uh, you know pay attention to the program. So uh, we just do these things for reasons. So you know, if you know the answer in the chat room, don't type it. All right, but go ahead and feel free to call in 888-401-BEER. I'm going to give you the question right now. And if you know it, call us up. You're going to win yourself some Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Belgian Candy Sugar, Inc. We did a nice uh, evaluation of it last yeah. week. You guys all had some uh, great beers come out with that. Uh, okay, here is your question. Uh, the question is, uh, per... I got my phone ready. Per today's program, what was the name of my tree, my favorite tree? My my Schumann guano tree. What was the name of my tree, my. I've been, sh- I've been working on this name thing. Yeah, I think I might. I think I'm gonna. Have you it. know yeah. it. Don't he just, it me, yeah. the association. He just, he just remembered yours. I think is what he's talking about. Well, so that, that would mean I care about you. Eight 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 four zero one beer. You're calling up Bevo. Just give her the name, um, and uh, she will pass you through if you're the winner. All right, eight 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 four one beer. Tasty forgot. What was the name of my? Does anybody in here remember it? Seriously, yeah. J, you guys all did. Just did the oh, JP and Sha- Oh, you did. Yeah, you did the association. Yeah. Nice. That's to do the association. I told you, Tasty. You got to associate. You told me also. I'd, I'd be the biggest problem. It's, it's, forgetting what's to this do association? It. Forgetting garbage. to do oh, it. Oh, it's familiar, and I don't care. <laughs> Doc doesn't remember. Here's uh, this will help everybody. Everybody has trouble when you when you meet people. You have trouble uh, remembering their name, especially uh, when you meet people. A lot of people quickly. Yeah, and in. In business, uh, in, and actually, and in beer drinking, and in way. beer drinking, you go to these festivals, you see a lot of people all the time. So uh, there is, you 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 are like ninety percent guaranteed to remember the person's name is if when they tell you their name, you make an association with something else in right. your life. So for example, if I meet another Mike, uh, I'm going to go, ah, one of my very good friends' name is Mike, um, or I might say my father's name is Mike. So when I when the next time I see that person, the human brain remembers faces very, very well, but our short-term memory sucks. It lasts for about two and a half minutes. Uh, but we can remember faces very well, so you look at the person's face, I would go, oh, my dad's name was Mike. Hi, Mike. It's nice to see you. The yeah. problem is, now, so I'll tell you, it will work for you. I promise you it'll work for you. The problem is remembering to do it, and especially if you're meeting four people in a group, because you don't want to be rude, and you quickly want to go, hi, 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 and you don't make an association with any of them, and two and a half minutes later, your short-term memory is filled with something else you've forgotten everybody's name so try but, it I, I i and i'm being serious here i know this isn't beer conversation but try it if you if you have trouble remember a person's name just take a second and nobody minds if someone shakes my hand and they look they look at me in the face for a minute and they're really just and i can tell they're just trying to to really meet me no one's going to be offended or think that's weird uh so just give it a second try to make an association it could be anything oh my dog's name was charlie 
Right. I had a best friend yeah. in school. Um, Whatever the association is, it'll work. Yeah. So what's this uh, association Kate, Kate, thing? Kate's friend who was here last last week, mm-hmm. uh, the the tall uh, tall guy, and he wanted to start brewing. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, did you did you make a uh, the Who association he, with him? No, he looks like Tommy Lee. Ah, okay. He's a tall from the waist down. He's, Whoa! He's, he's a tall, rocker-looking dude. Uh huh. Little scary. Yeah. And did, uh, you know what? Just and it just it just set on me. Yeah. It really did. It'll work for you guys every time. And uh, look, you might be sitting there thinking this is a stupid bit or something, but I'm going to help it you is, out here. Really and not. if you pay attention to me, it really will help. Like I said, it's the biggest help with the chicks too, Doc. <laughs> so it, the it, biggest it, problem uh, is remembering to do it. Uh, if you can, if you can say something about them some, that yeah. you did you like about them, like yeah. oh, uh, nice I like, wart. I, I like your tie. Yes. Like, nice wart. <laughs> nice wart. Uh, is, is that your real hair? Yeah. Um, something like that. It, it really does help. Okay. <laughs> did you hear Bebo moan when uh, uh. Doc said Tommy Lee? She goes. Mm. No, it was when you said something about the waist down. And I just went. Mm. No, you went. And I shook my head at you uh, because you're retarded. So it wasn't a Tommy's giant schlong moan. No, not at all. Yeah. No. It's too bad for Tommy. Again. It was, Sam made a Tommy's giant schlong moan. <laughs> oh, God. Ow. Oh. Ow. Not this again. Pickles. Hey, no. You can't bring. Where's my pickle shirt? You can't bring him down tonight. He's got the pickle shirt. <laughs> he is uh, He is walking on sunshine. Look, there's nothing you can say to him to bring his day and down. And I also have the pickle shirt. <laughs> All right. Jason Half from Dallas is on the line. He thinks pickle. he has the right answer to the name of my tree. Yeah. Jason, what is the answer? It was Rudolph. It was Rudolph. Congratulations. Not Joshua. Why was it Rudolph? And what kind of tree was it? And why did you name it Joshua? (laughs) What? These are three Uh, questions we need the answer to, please. I don't remember why it was Rudolph. A lot of times I just name things because that's what they ask me to name them. Was it you being cool and witty? Nope. No, not not if it was Rudolph. No, that would be ridiculous and unheard of. It might have been drunk and stupid, but you know what? Why was it not? You Rudolph. I am the name whisperer, (laughs) and sometimes I just I hover my name, my hands over things, and they tell me what their name is. I'm the name whisperer. Yes, he is. Holy shit! Right? He's given more people names. (laughs) I I can even. How do you think Tasty got his name? (laughs) How do you think Sam the asshole got his name? (laughs) Terrence the Black. Terrence the Black. (laughs) Big Tim. Well, those are just three Uh, obvious ones. (laughs) Right. Right. We got Miguel. Bevo, I try, I gave Bevo her name. That's true as well. Country dog. Actually, I gave Bevo several names. You have given me several <laughs> names. <laughs> You're just a whole like plethora stupid, of names. No, Country, can you give me? Did I don't have a name? Uh, Jipper. Jipper. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. See, I am the name the, whisperer. The, <laughs> well, why wasn't it Joshua? That may be the gayest thing I've ever said. Why wasn't that Joshua tree? I don't because it wasn't, it wasn't a Joshua. A Joshua. Tree. It was you know a, what? Like it could have been named a Joshua. You're right. That yeah. would, it, 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 that's not what it told me its name was. All right. Uh, <laughs> Really Jason, I'm sorry for yourself. dragging you through this terrible conversation. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry yeah, about it. Oh, not me. No. The other guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but I am going to send you some Belgian candy sugar. Just uh, give me your name and address to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. It'll ship this week, brother. And actually, cool. let us know what happens after you're done brewing it. Yeah, yeah. We always yeah. want a full report if you can let us know how it turns out. Yeah, we'd love to hear. Thank you all the beer. All right, good. All right, thanks, brother. All right, thank you all. Later. Okay, good job. Now, that's a person who was paying attention, because that was just some random part in the show. Uh, did the chat room, did they play nice, Bevo, and not type the answer into the chat room? They typed fake answers. No, they did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for doing that, guys. I appreciate it. It just JP makes the game a little more names. fair. J-P-E-E. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good actually. Shay urine. Shoe poo. Yeah, shoe poo. Shoe poo. That's the name of my next tree. Shoe poo. Lawrence. So kill Rudolph. Yeah. Lawrence. Lawrence. Did they type that in there? Yes. That's a good name for a tree, actually. I think Schumann should name his bonsai tree Lawrence. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy Cleveland. Bonsai tree. Are you guys ready to uh, give away R-O-O-T-Y. an immersion chiller? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Should we announce? Should we announce what's next? Can we show Bevo how it works? What's next? On, uh, we don't know what's next. You want to see how Why it works? Why is Bevo wearing a sweater now? What's the deal with that? Is it, I got uh, cold. Oh. Oh, right. She's the ice princess. It's chiller. all assholes. So. It's a chiller. Bevo, would you please grab the uh, bucket? Package of oh, dun, dun, dun. The bucket o names. Uh, let uh, us. Ma- I want to make sure that we can see the bucket o names. Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit of filming here. <laughs> Stand up first. Uh, Scope in on that. Stand up and sh- give us shake the bu- and shake the bucket real hard. Right, I'm taking a little video for you guys. Jump I will. Up and down. I'll and, put and, it up on the blog for you. you so you cut can out see. some of that dress. That's good. All right, Bevo. You don't have to. <laughs> don't don't let them make you dance like a monkey. Uh, okay. So Bevo has the. Not, not there for the just, bucket. No. Just like there a, you go. It's the official BN <laughs> Raffle Man, and we've got all the names for this month's uh, BN Raffle in there. there. Oh, that's where JP's beard is. Okay, Bevo, <laughs> shake it up. Make sure that it's uh, well it, stirred. Up, up and down. Just don't... <laughs> <laughs> you prude. Thanks a lot, Doc. Yeah. Well, you ruined it. You ruined it for everybody. All right, get your hand in there and make sure it's all well and stirred up. All right, now we're going to draw one name. We're going to give away, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer, a uh, Jamil-style immersion <laughs> whirlpool chiller. Okay, go ahead without looking up inside. Uh, oh, she, don't look. Just put your hand in there. Pull up. You'll be able to see on the video that she's looking away. She's got a single name in her hand. That's a good thing. Uh, hang on, please. We're going to find out the winner in just a moment. Geraldo. Geraldo. Matt be Earl. Matt Earl is All right. Earl, ladies Earl. and gentlemen. Yay. All right. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, Matt Earl, the new proud owner of a Jamil-style immersion whirlpool chiller. Those Courtesy things are fantastic. Of Beer, Beer, and More Beer over at morebeer.com. We do these every month, so uh, we'll get another one out for you next month. Yeah. Hey, the, raffle, the Raffle Man has quite the beard. I know. Raffle Man's got a nice... Uh, Nice look to him. Nice bush going there. JP, you used to have a nice look like that. Now you look like a librarian. Well, you know, the Ralph man's more useful than I am, so. Summer's coming up. And funnier. And funnier and better looking. More creative. Yeah, and befriended more. (laughs) He gets out more. And included in more. Doesn't talk back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His beard is less gross. (laughs) It is less gross. Uh, but his must your mustache is better. Do you have a church to go to? So of all those things, I mean, you've got that mustache licked. Mm, I might. mean, yeah. Raffle Man has more flair. Mm-hmm. A lot more flair. I got that. He has nicer eyes. Raffle Man has nicer eyes. Uh, it's better ass. How does she know all about that? Hey Sam, I'm gonna fucking punch your wife in the oh. face. Whoa. <laughs> And Sam doesn't. He's like, really? So am I. <laughs> he wants the video, uh, so he can play it over and over. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Let me make a snuff film with your wife. Oh. <laughs> you feeling better now, Tasty? Not so angry? I am so happy. <laughs> I, 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 I came an angry man, and I'm gonna leave a happy man. You are? Oh yeah, this has been great. You're leaving? No, when I do leave. When I do leave, I'll be happy. I'm so happy. I got some construction to do. Tonight yet? Yeah. How did you turn the, uh, uh, something yeah, about it. Tasty into what Doc has to do? Well, how, how does that we're, happen? We're not leaving. <laughs> we're not leaving. 
That's how. No, and he's not leaving either. So, Mike, tell me about you. Well, I have construction to do. Is anybody no, drinking out he there? He says, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Oh, uh, do we want to try? We'll do a drunk yeah, of the week, any, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, Drinkers out there? All, in, yeah. all right, we'll do a quick drunk of the week. Uh, 888 JP, are you leaving right away like usual? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Think so, you're going to hang out here? Maybe that's what I was getting at. I don't know why you wouldn't want to hang out here. Maybe you'd have friends if you hung out a little bit. No. You know, we could find... Uh, you're probably no, right. I wouldn't. Yeah, I've tried to hang out and... Hang out. I we'll still be, don't have friends. We could buy you some. No, that's all right. Really? I'm up for it. I appreciate it. No problem. You're going to cry yourself to sleep tonight, aren't you, JP? No, he'll go Maybe. home and hang out with his cats. They're his friends. Huh. Cats are my friends. Oh, man. Huh. They love the paper towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. They're double sided. I figure it's quilted for a reason. Yeah. It's the quicker picker rubber. <laughs> Heavy duty quicker picker rubber. <laughs> Just don't pick up that maximum <laughs> don't pick up that cat. Me and the brawny man, we know where it's at. <laughs> Do you look at the picture of the brawny man while you're doing your paper towel action? Hey, yeah. I go, I wonder if his flannel smells like pickles. <laughs> oh, well, now. I wonder if his pickle smells like pickles. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> JP and the brawny man. Like it. It's a nice thing. <laughs> Cleaning up spills under six ounces. A little half organic. <laughs> You donate your paper towels. <laughs> Do you stop at a certain to the bank? Point? Yeah. No. I keep going. Have you ever donated sperm, JP? No. I think you should. I think there's a. S- no, Did we talk about there, there being a um, criteria that you have to meet to donate your sperm? I don't know if there is. Though. I don't know. No, there there has to be. I mean, you can't be a degenerate. I, I think there is now. Like, not be pill white. I think there is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's weird. Like you know, going into a room where a bunch, countless other dudes have been to yeah. pound it, yeah, <laughs> and then to pick up the porn that countless other dudes yeah. have touched yeah. to pound it without washing their hands or doing oh, they, anything. No, they like switch that. it out every time. Oh, no, 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 they can't throw away the new copy of Swank. Oh, my, my neighbor was telling me he had to do that. He, he's like the second marriage, and he had to go through this kind of thing, and he went into excuse me, Arinda. Uh-huh. And, it, and, no, actually, actually the, the first yeah, thing... They, they don't donate in Concord. Yeah. Actually, Ar- Arinda was the cool place. Okay. They have but, chicks with, like, the, diamond the, dildos the fir- in there. The first oh. place was, like, uh, somewhere in Oakland or something like that. And it has Nurse Ratchet at first. Oh, yeah, you got to go in there. It gives him, like, this cup. Yeah. And he's walking down the hall where she goes, There's no porn in there! Oh. <laughs> yeah, because all the people stole it. And Take a uh, mental picture. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so he's like... Okay, great. Because that it didn't work out so well. So the, the second round, he, he went to Orinda. Uh-huh. And we have this, we have this, we have this. Right. They, they got... Do you have to select in front of yeah. them? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. You know, because that's like a wine, like a wine. Yeah, I'm just kind of mad. Well, I think I'm just saying, if she's standing right there, and you got to be. Um, what do you suggest? Yeah, I'll take giant chicks with tiny. We have this and the <laughs> Shelton ponies. Yeah, if, if you like, you know, print form, you want uh, video. We yeah, have I this see. and we have this. Okay, yeah. good. It's a paddle list. Thank you, Aunt B. I will be back in a minute with your. <laughs> Did you go in the room? See, you yeah. know when to run if you go in the room and there's a floor drain. <laughs> uh, not no, no. <laughs> Alright, I think we have a drunk of the week call. I got Milo on the line. Milo, oh, what's up? Oh, good. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's uh, happening? Milo, Talking nice about sperm. Keeping it real. <laughs> Keeping Milo's <laughs> winning awards. I was going to call you the other day. Hey, he's winning awards. Uh, yeah? For what? Uh, uh, yeah, thanks, man. 
Congratulations. I've got a couple of words from uh, Arizona beer, beer festival. Uh, and that, like that counts? A couple, nice. like, two goals? Oh, great. I two goals. Oh, I guess I saw some of that, yeah. Two goals. And bronze, yeah. Okay. So, uh, that's great. Some, uh, some donation money to the BN uh, as per brew engineer. Okay, good. Ah, <laughs> thank you. And congratulations, then. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, a good pass. Actually, uh... Actually, calling for a retroactive drunk of the week. I was actually oh. drunk of the week last year, and called. Uh, and I mean, last week, uh. talked to, uh, to Bevo. But you guys had already jumped on that first guy. Um, you were too I drunk to call in, and uh. broke my arm. Oh, oh, really? Oh. You like that night? You broke your arm? Yeah, I was brewing. Had a brew session. You were trying to dial. Drinking, drinking a bunch of beer, you know, and then I uh, pulled out like my kid's razor scooter. Shot down the driveway. Good idea. That's just stupid. Oh, 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 my nice God. work. Oh, uh, yeah, it is pretty much like you're drunk in the week. Uh, there wasn't a pole involved. I actually, I actually handled uh, six Razor scooters this weekend, and I did not get on any of them. Smart guy, Doc. That is yeah. a smart Good. guy. How did your wife take that, Milo? Had shoelaces. Uh, you know, Good lots move. of disgust. Yeah. Lots of disgust. I have, to, I have to figure out how to do everything with my left hand now. Uh, uh, does your how about everything? Does your job require you to uh, use both hands, labor and hands? Yeah, I'm a I'm a software developer, so I got to type. And you're right handed. At home, you have to do everything one hand. Especially now, his wife's all pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, you know. I know what Doc's getting at. He's <laughs> not taking the bait. Huh? We've, we've never been talking about masturbating. We've never. <laughs> thank you. My, my low baiting. Timely, too. I like that. We've never given away a retroactive Drunk of the Week. But I don't this think we is should. A, this is a pretty compelling case. I don't think we should. Well, um, let's see if we take it. Let's see if we get any other real Drunks of the Week. I'd well, like to see out. the radiograph, just to tell. Oh, do, doc doesn't yeah, believe can you. Po- <laughs> can you post the, uh, yeah. Doc exactly. just wants to compare yeah, it to his foot. That's all he wants to <laughs> Well, hang in there, Milo. Let's see if we get another call. All right, guys. Cheers, brother. Hey, hey, nice hearing from you. I want a couple questions for you. I wanted to know, are you going to give any updates on... On BNA4, like the details about the party and such? I am. Uh, I was talking about it a little bit earlier when we had Gary Glass on. It is on Wednesday the 17th. Um, and so far you're still invited. 12.30 departure. 12.30 departure from the Oakland downtown Marriott. Dropped off at our anniversary party, which begins at 7 p.m. at Linden Street Brewery. So really the only thing, you can plan your trip around all that. It will happen. The only thing you're missing is what's going to be on that bus tour that we take. Um, and then maybe some of the festivities at the party. But the whole thing is is planned around that time, so you can you can pencil that in. You can book a ticket, whatever you got to do. Excellent. I'll be there. We'll I'm probably going to come. I'm probably going to Tuesday, so I can uh, hit the Russian River and Bear yep. Republic. You know, because cool. the, the tour is not going to go anywhere near those, right? Uh, it looks like we're going to be... We don't know, actually. Uh, we're going to go as far as it looks like Marin, for sure. I think Marin Brewing Company is all but done. Um, there is a possibility we get up to Lagunitas, but we're not sure yet. Um, any farther than that, no. So if you want to do Russian River and some of those, yeah, uh, it's not going to be on our tour. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys and hanging out and drinking some beer. Right on, brother. It sounds yeah. good. Thanks very much for the call. Later, Milo. All right, later on. Cheers. All right, eight 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 four one beer. We'll see if anybody competes with that in the next minute or two uh. when we get out of here. Uh, am I missing anything? Don't forget that we're off next week. Going to be at the Kona Beer Festival. I'll bring you back some video. We? Um, uh, Got a mouse in your pocket? Him and my I didn't say we're going to Kona. I said we're off hey, next week. A, so uh, if you want to be here, Doc, and not be in the we're off, and you're you're more than welcome. Honey, we're doing some... <laughs> 
we're going on, we're going to Kona. Huh? <laughs> is this Kona thing going to be uh, Mike White uh, getting a golf lesson from you again? Is that the deal? Well, <laughs> we there will be golf. There's a some sort of charity golf tournament on, on Friday, and uh, yeah, I may have to school. Mike so White. Can, I can I fly in for the twelve hour? <laughs> You're thing? ruthless. Well, yeah, you fly back out. Sure, why not? Could tell. Uh, I'm happy to tell Karen there's a show that day. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that you don't you're not back because of the time difference you won't be back till like Monday morning. No, that's not true. You can do the Saturday. Saturday's the fest. We leave there Sunday night. Yeah. Don't get back till Monday morning. But uh, yeah, Doc, if you want to jump on a plane, man, you're come on, buddy. Yeah, let's make it. Tell happen. them we did the show outside. That'll explain the sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though it's raining it, it, in Pacheco. No, it, it's Where daylight, daylight savings. We get more more sunshine in Pacheco right there now. You go. <laughs> Why so many flowered shirts? I don't get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. A smile on your face. Hey, Smile. you let me know. I'll make it happen, Doc. Just let me know. Uh, so there will be no show, uh, but I will bring you back as much content as I can. Just pay attention to the BN Army blog, which I've been trying to put a lot more content up there lately. So uh, you can check it all out. You can sign up for our uh, Facebook. Facebook. Uh, you'll get updates and different things there. I, I, I am getting inundated with Facebook. I haven't gotten a friend request from you yet. I know. <laughs> what is this? A standoff? <laughs> oh no no no! <laughs> um, it's a Pacheco standoff. I, I just I, I I'm trying to keep my email backlog down a little bit, and it's, oh, it's, it's not happening because I'm so popular. <laughs> uh, but I'm getting a lot of that one. So um, don't don't feel bad if I haven't like logged you on yet. So <laughs> I haven't I, logged you. Uh, I just haven't. Okay. All right. Got to get back to that. Okay. Just another drunk of the week caller. Got her blobber gleepy gloopy gloppy. Oh, great. Is he calling in for DOTW? I think so, yeah. What, what else does blobber gleepy yeah. gloopy gloppy call I think he's going to complain about um, something that I might have done. All right, blobby, what's <laughs> well, happening, you brother? you better not. No, something that I forgot to do. What's the word, man? to do. Do what? I'm a man. I forgot to tell him about the radio head. Oh, where's my radio head? Oh, I, I did wow. get the message. No, oh, I, I did give it to you. Yeah, you, you, she passed along the message. No, Blubber, I can't play copywritten music, man. Blubber, oh. Blubber Gleepy's wife Sorry. is real mad at that. I wish I could. I'd play Radiohead all show, every show if I could, brother, but uh, no, it's copywritten, you know. Oh, okay. Written. Hey, um, in the chat room, uh, Meister says he's going to be at the BNA4. Yeah. Meister Puppet. How? He's not even wow. close to being able to have fun there. Yeah, but remember we told him that if he would yeah. wear oh, right. whatever outfit we give him, then... Make sure it's a pink junk suit. With lunch meat flag on the back. No, oh. it's, 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 it's got to be that... Uh, oh, my what, God. What, the, the, did you, uh, yeah. did you uh, the know about your uh, that other shirt, the the other show shirt from uh, Baloo? Uh-huh. It's, it's supposed to come my way. Oh, is that being passed around like the ash hat? Oh, that's disgusting. I hope so. That is awesome. <laughs> Are you a big fat load too, Bobber? Yes. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a short skinny load. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna get that. So I, I'm gonna like probably me. try and fit the whole family inside that shirt and take a picture. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have this great oh. collection of uh, other show pictures, man. <laughs> that is great. Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit blue? Believe me, it doesn't fit me. 
Well, <laughs> so back to Meister for a second. It, it, it really, I think, I think I can make it happen at the Linden Street thing because they do some family type of parties there. It's not a bar. Um, well, as long as he's not drinking. Yeah, he can't drink. But if he if he wears whatever outfit we give him, I think I'll hold up my part of the bargain and I'll let him into that. Um, yeah, but he can't be on the bus tour. I can't get him into that, and I, there's nothing I can do about NHC. That's not my uh, that's not my decision. But uh, for the BNA four, the the official party, if he wears what we give him, he's in. Yeah. Well, good. We got to start. Especially uh, a pink junk suit. That would be awesome. Junk. <laughs> pink junk suit would be even better. Yeah. Oh, bunny outfit. <laughs> oh, he, oh it's going to be a junk suit of some kind. You can be sure. The barat, the barat skin, skinny thing. Oh man, we got to start designing this. I'm telling you, pink pink jumpsuit with a lunch meat lug on the back. Okay. Yeah, I, that's winner. With a lot of room or for a, junk. Or a, or a or a pink onesie with oh. a lunch meat logo on the back. Dude, you can, you can get adult sized yeah. uh, footy pajamas. Yeah, that's what I mean by a onesie. I, I have some. <laughs> yeah. You I, well, you would. I have blue ones. <laughs> yeah. With the buttons and the hole in the back. Yeah, the oh, yeah. Flat no, 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 no. I'm not talking. Yeah, like, I'm not talking like the the minor underwear, like oh. the actual like yeah. footy pajamas oh, with like the zip my, up front. Oh yeah, my, my kids. But I think were, they make those wearing them with the. Yeah, the uh, back I'd like door to have also. those. And my wife got me these footy pajamas. <laughs> they, they zip up in the front. Yeah, <laughs> a little itchy on the inside. Watch your junk. Oh yeah. Okay, I think I I think I'll uh, uh, yeah um yeah sure okay I'm going for trunk of the week. You are. Yeah. You want to tell us what you've had then? Yeah. Uh, Rodenbach Grand Cru. Mm-hmm. And Homebrew Good pronunciation. IPA. It sounds like a Frenchie. Homebrew IPA. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. because it is Rodenbach Grand Cru. No, he's, he must be from French Canadian. <laughs> Grand Cru. Yes, I am from Quebec. Okay. Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Me and Chant. Whoa. And uh, I, I've been having bar, uh, Barbancourt rum from Haiti. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, rum. Good stuff. Yeah. Sounds and um, Scotch whiskey. It's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> a lot of stuff. Oh, is that why you asked me earlier? <laughs> whiskey or rum? No labats. Exactly. Yeah. No labats. That was that was to get me started, Bevo. How tall Glad are I you? I can do my part. Blobber. I'm minus I'm five, five foot. I'm five foot nine. Five nine. Oh, you're not short, are you? What's your no, size? No, I'm not short. <laughs> I'm just I'm skinny. skinny. Just skinny. Oh, wait, how much do you weigh? Skinny. Five nine and what? One third. One thirty. Oh my gosh! Soaking yeah. oh wet. Gosh. You're slim. Wow. I don't weigh one thirty. That's, that's like skinnier than Sam. <laughs> that's like skinnier than my shithead husband, <laughs> who's right over there. In case you couldn't smell the shit. Yeah. In case you didn't know that that's what that sounded like, Bevo. That's what that sounded that's like. That's just so skinny. It smells like it smells like pickles. That's your nickname is. Is Sam the shithead? Sam the shithead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam the pickle man. Just follow your nose to the smell of complete and utter failure. Poor Sam's in the back yelling, don't talk about me like I'm not in the room. <laughs> now you know how Terrence feels. I'm here. I can hear you. hear <laughs> This is how much more argument, arguments go. <clears throat> All right, Blobber, your entry is noted. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, later. First time you heard that one. Okay. Well, so now, you noted. Now we've oh, got, my cheeks hurt. We've got Blobber <laughs> entered into the competition, and then we've got our retro. Retro Milo. Which is still, you know, pending whether or not he's Debatable. entered. You know, we'll Debatable. have to. Damn. That, that that's out. what Bevo says. <clears throat> okay. But, oh, you're, you're entered. You opening up new beers there, Shaddy? 
Yeah. Put, put, talk man. into the microphone. Iron Horse Black IPA. No. You know, you, between you and Doc, how long have you been doing this show that you can't remember to talk into a microphone? I didn't say anything that I wanted everybody to hear. Everything don't you say, say in the studio. Oh, fine. Hey, Bevo, when you don't want anybody else to hear it, do this. <laughs> Good. I'd like to nominate Doc Could for Drunk of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> so far, he does sound drunker than it. But, that, but Doc starts sounding you. drunk after two beers. So yes, that doesn't, I do. doesn't mean he's drunk. We'll see how he handles the... Construction he's got to do in the room. <laughs> he falls tonight? off that we're ladder. Doing, we're doing low voltage tonight. So. <clears throat> I didn't get the uh, the track lighting though. I noticed that. But because I figure we got to, I want to paint that <laughs> ceiling before we put a fixture up there. So I can't. We can't. I really would have liked to know you guys it, it. that it worked. But uh, I got the low voltage stuff. So we're gonna run the stuff with these big speakers okay. tonight. As much as I enjoy okay. HGTV. What is that? Home and Garden. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah. JP knew he just didn't want to speak out. He didn't want to <laughs> out himself. Home and garden, stupid. Um, some, Everybody knows that. Someone is crawling in the attic tonight. tonight? Sammy? Uh. <laughs> Sam the pickle man? He'll probably just fail. He'll go right through your ceiling. Can you crawl, baby? All right, so no more calls. They're coming through uh, rather slowly, apparently. Uh, so it's either going to go to blobber, gleeby, glooby, glooby, glop, glop, uh. or it's going to go retroactive to broken-armed Milo. Mm. I will, uh, I'll let the studio vote. Are you- uh, I, I really need to see the re- uh, radiographs. Yeah, we want to see the, the. You don't believe? You think he's? Come on, he's he's Brewer's code. My I, just, I just want to see how bad the one bone, two uh, bones. Which one? I mean, either way, it's a drunken, broken bone. Yeah, I love Milo, good. but if I see a if it's just a blobber green... glop with the uh, family photo in that shirt, right? And he makes it into a Christmas card next year. Oh, my vote's good. with him. Yeah, it stays with him. See, it's getting closer and closer to the point where we need to be doing a BN Christmas calendar. I think Again? So. Yeah. yeah. With less her photos. Wood on the phone? Photos. I believe Christmas in July. The spouse of Kimberly? Yeah. Uh-oh. And uh, he wants to sing Hot Nuts to nominate himself. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, that definitely will put somebody in the running. Uh-oh. Wood, hello. My favorite song. Hello. How are you, brother? Oh. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, we're doing just fine. And you've been drinking tonight? Of course. Okay. Sunday. <laughs> right. A little? Do you, wor- do you still, work on Mondays, Wood? Doc. What? I still love Doc. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Do you work on Mondays? Sure. You do, okay. Uh, so sure you, do. you sound sober. What have you been uh, consuming tonight? Uh, I've been enjoying some uh, Pliny the Elder in bottles. Okay. Um, bottles. I've enjoyed some uh, Blind Pig in bottles. Bottles. Nice. Okay. Um, homebrew IPA mm-hmm. um, in keg. Okay. And uh, that's about it. All right, let's hear your rendition of Hot Nuts. Is that going to be your entry into tonight's Drunk of the Week? Sure is. Okay, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. I'm going to sing this uh, kind of 40s style as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, even I better. I dress the part. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. All right, you're drag. Okay. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hot Nuts by Wood. Sandy uh, Nuts! Hot Nuts! Anybody here wanna buy my nuts? Send me nuts, hot nuts. I've got nuts for sale. Send one for five, two for ten. If you buy them once, you're gonna buy them again. Send me nuts, hot nuts. You buy them from the peanut man. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. How good was that? That was pretty impressive. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. You drunk and uh, black. <laughs> and old. Yeah. And, uh, someone, uh, JP got an email from my wife actually with the, the topless. Oh, I'm not supposed to say. Oh, you no, got a topless sorry. email from Wood's wife? Yeah. 
What? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. You want to share? No. Why? Are, why is your wife sending topless photos to Jipper? Well, she, he, he asked. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but um, secretly here, I'm in the other room. She won't hear now. Okay. Um, Just whispering. He asked her to send a topless photo with her with her drunk of the week medal that she quote unquote didn't win. Um, I see. To him, and so she sent one in, and you know he asked for it, and, and he got it. Wow! Apparently, all you got to do is ask nice. if you're JP. His beard. It's pretty hot too. So nice. Okay. Yeah, wow. it's there. The so, thing is, know. is that JP has the courage to ask. I've sent JP pictures before, and you're like, "How come you don't send those to us?" Yeah, JP asks. JP asks. He's just yes. creepy enough to ask. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Exactly. I just feel dirty yeah, asking well, that. She wouldn't yeah. send me a lock of her hair because so. you would be. So <laughs> <laughs> she settled for the picture. Yeah. She might send you a lock from her chest. Hey, so. you, know, <laughs> you never asked me. Wow. Well, there's a reason. Doc. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would. Okay. So, uh, well, thank you, Wood. We're now going to judge on who the drunk of the week is. Thanks, my brother. Word to your mother, and have a great evening. All right, you too. Maybe wood to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Can the other guys sing? We should have a uh, like an American Idol off. It's an American Idol off, yeah. Beer drinking be uh, idol. Thing. Let them back in the running uh, if no. they, uh, sing a, they have sing to a tune? compete. This could take a while. Why don't oh, we yeah. just vote? It could take way too long. Yeah. But it's a good oh. idea. I do like the idea. We should maybe some week, you know, at the beginning of the show, just announce, okay, tonight's Drunk of the Week is going to be performance-based. All You should all start practicing whatever song. Like, well, the, like the Tasty song, for example. That might be a good one for people to have to. How's it go? That would be a good drunk of the week competition, I think, to have to sing the tasty, 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 tasty song. song. I think yeah. that would be good yeah. to see who could actually sing. Well, I think we should have a show next Sunday. Where incoherently is uh, is drunk of the week? Yes, yeah. right. Me, me, Doc, Num Nuts, and Tasty. <laughs> yeah. What we about Chad? Yeah. Uh, and Chad. Call okay. Yeah. That was a Num Nuts. Oh. <laughs> I think we should just do a, a just a drunk of the week. Sh- hour oh boy that's all it is it's a train wreck i know one, one hour just that's one it. hour of drunk of the week oh man yeah and we get like hammered beforehand yeah oh, <laughs> that'll be great sam laughing in the back <laughs> <laughs> great idea Woo! no no sam sam sitting in your spot <laughs> yeah. sam running Sam's the board, running the board. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's ah. all like this <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to vote on our Drunks of the Week. Our first entry was Milo from Arizona, who's calling in for a retroactive Drunk of the Week for breaking his arm on his kid's razor after a drunken uh, brew schedule. Our second entry is uh, Blobber Gleeby Glooby Glooby Globby Glop, uh, calling from French Canada. Who uh, is yes and uh, five foot nine, a hundred and nothing, uh, but he's had himself quite a bit of uh, rum and whiskey and beer tonight. Our third entry is Wood from the Sacramento area, I believe, who's been consuming a bunch of Pliny the Elder and Blind Pig IPA from the bottles, as he noted, and also sang one of uh, the BN's favorites, uh, Hot Nuts, uh, in the form of an old black woman. You want to see the, the picture that that they sent me? Yeah. There you go, ready? This topless photo? Heck yeah, I do. <laughs> what in the hell is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Wood's wife being funny. 
Is that woods? Can I is that woods? I have a feeling that's woods. Hairy chest. Yeah, it's the metal on a chest, all right. It's, but it is. But uh, not Miss, what I was looking for. Mrs. Woods got a lot of. She got more hair than the yeah. than the the beard JP trimmed this she week. Took, she took the picture. I, think. I got like light. A, looks I got, like a butt plug. I got it, lightheaded for that. Semantically, it, it could be correct. She part. gave you what uh, you asked for. If you asked she her did. to take a picture of a metal of her metal on a chest, I'm, yeah. I'm glad they had a macro lens. Yeah. yeah, it's very macro. Yeah, where the metal fell south. So those are your three. I'm going to ask you here in the studio to uh, raise your hands uh, for each. Oh, raise your hands. Vote. So here's okay. here's where we go. Remember, we've got uh, Milo, the retro, Blobber, Blobber, the short, the tall, skinny guy, and Blobber. Wood. Raise your hand here in the studio if your vote is for Milo, the retroactive winner. I, I was we can't one, discuss why. <clears throat> two. Uh, discuss why you're voting? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Uh, you can't. Well, maybe at the end, okay. after before I give the official tally. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, now please raise your hand if <laughs> Blobber Gleeby Glooby Glop is your vote for Drunk of the Week. Sammy? You Beavis. can't vote twice, you can't Beavis. can't vote twice, Beavis. <laughs> Retard. I'm like Switzerland. I want, want everybody it? to win. You can't be like Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, don't be neutral. They don't vote yeah. at all. Would you like to switch your vote? No. Okay. He broke his arm. Come on. So no votes came through for Blobber, I'll have you know. Blobber. <laughs> I would have voted for you. You poor kid. If you could vote yeah. for everybody. If you could vote twice, <laughs> you actually you. did. Your kids are going to be pussies, Bevo, because you're going to be, no, you did win. You won because you're, Cause you, you tried. tried. And you're a winner. <laughs> and because Jesus everybody's loves Everybody's yeah. a winner. In God's eyes, everybody has already won a trip into heaven. Unless you, your name is JP. And you're baby a Jesus winner because you're family. Family loves you. Yeah, and and you're healthy. Well, you have that club foot, but for the most part, you're healthy. Well, you've got that cleft palate, but other than those things, thank you, mother. <laughs> Can I have smoke on? I live. Yes, dear. I you live right next to a refinery. I'm gonna have conjoined triplets. You're gonna have as much corn as you want. Thank you. Daddy feeds me corn, and it tastes real good. And then it's Sam. You're a loser. <laughs> oh, thank you. But I got the pickle jacket. <laughs> I ain't handing down my pickle jacket to a loser. Oh, Mom. You guys aren't allowed to hang out with my kids. You'll hurt their feelings. <laughs> okay, and please uh, raise your hand if you're voting for Wood in the studio. I always vote for Wood. Beavis. You <laughs> vote did you not vote, Tasty, or you did vote? No, I voted. I haven't he voted. voted. I voted for Milo. Number one. Bebo and I, uh, well, when she first I'll voted. I'll just vote. You didn't vote at all until now, right? No, because, uh, look, because I, I, none of them are convincing. I did not see the broken You got to vote arm. for one. They all, they all three sounded completely well, stone sober. I did not see sober. the broken arm, but somebody's going to sing I'll vote for Wood. Okay. Okay, then uh, it, that sing, makes my sing. vote uh, irrelevant. I didn't need to vote. Uh, that's four votes for Wood, two for Milo, no, none for Blobber. Wood is the winner of uh, Drunk right, of the Week. Way for... to go. But, but really... you're all winners. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, man, I bet Doc doesn't tell his kids are all winners if they lose a game. No. Yeah, no. suck it up, kid. Tell them to get out there and practice, you little shithead. <laughs> oh. Oh. You're sleeping with the goats again. Daddy, why we lose? Because you suck. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, we didn't lose. You lost. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, are you in my car on the way home? <laughs> Get out and walk. Because <laughs> this happens. 
<laughs> Get out and push. I'm trying to save on my carbon footprint, you little turd. Look, you would have caught that. Your team would have lost. <laughs> oh, you didn't say that to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, either they, either way, they, I win because I'm hitting on the middle. That's milk. right. <laughs> Daddy, they, I hate it. That's not every day. We, we always turn. lose. Well, if you would have played a little harder. <laughs> and, Do they cry then? When they start to cry, I pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your measure. Yeah. That's when you There's know. There's no I in team. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Except when you lose. No, oh, we lost again. <laughs> the first thing I'm out is because you suck. <laughs> there is no and, I in team. But and, and they actually are no... They're pretty immune to it now, so they just go, Daddy. Daddy. Oh, Daddy. Yeah. You don't think yeah. we suck. There is no I in no, team, no, but yeah, when you lose, no, there's no, a you no, in team. Really, you, you really suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't guilt a, it anymore. There's a you it. in team. You get no. it. I love it. Do I need to take that phone call? No. Uh, no. That was Bebo's fan club calling again. That was blob for glop. He just wanted you to know that he's not sober. Okay. And I tried to convince him that I voted for him, but I voted for everybody, so that's not really he was just not yeah. You really enough. got around tonight, Bevo, voting for everybody. <laughs> you, th- <laughs> <laughs> you think that's she got, she got Sam? She, just, she, voted she for was just going for anybody, and Sam just everybody. asked. She voted for everybody. Yeah. That's true. She did say. Well, you just had to ask. <laughs> Sam finally asked. Uh, 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 all right. Uh, what do you think about me? <laughs> I can play the piano. <laughs> I can't read well, but I can play the piano. <laughs> we do not sound like that. What's wrong with you guys? Oh, that's what we hear when you yeah, talk. Yeah, you <laughs> oh. yeah. Two of you. I hope a shark eats you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, when are you going to come in and do, do the dishes, please? Ah, Sam, we have to go home. I, I, I don't want to go home. I'm sorry that I have a real job. <laughs> That's what I was going to say next. One of us has to work, you uh, know. I, 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 I work, too. I, I, I take your shit. Ah! I'm waiting for a house to come falling on JP. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I work. <laughs> I teach music lessons. Woo! <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks very much for tuning in. Thank you to Allie Ham for spending a bunch of time with us today talking cool. about how. And uh, thank you to Katie Wallace, the sustainability specialist at New Belgium. Yeah, we appreciate nice. that as well. She was very nice. Everyone, both wonderful. Everyone was nice today except for Tasty. He was the only. That dick. was nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tasty was the nicest person to me. No, yeah. no, he wasn't. Well, you don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your face doesn't count, and your parents didn't love you. Oh, still. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We'll see you in a couple weeks. Pay attention to the blog. You're going to get a bunch of updates from the Kona Festival and different things. Get those beers in this week. World Cup of Beer. And the Drug of the Week hour. Scent (laughs) numbs. All right. Later, kids. See you soon.
blows my mind. I love home brew all the time. 